Super Talk Mississippi media production. Coleman Taylor Transmission, servicing Central Mississippi for over 60 years. Their ASE certified technicians offer dependable transmission services, a warranty, and record services. Call Coleman Taylor today for all your transmission needs. Howdy, howdy, it's Rhino here, and I wanted to say thank you for listening to Middays with Gerard Gibbert here on Super Talk Mississippi. Who are you? Welcome to Real Talk for Real Mississippians. Okay, let's begin. Welcome to the JT Show with Gerard Gibbert. And welcome, everyone, to the JT Show Super Talk Mississippi. Uh, Gerard and Rhino in the Super Talk studios on this hump day. Wow. And indeed, it is the middle of your week as we guide you through the middle of your day with facts, fodder, and fine music coming up on the JT Show today. At 11.05, Dr. Kerry Wright, Superintendent of the Mississippi Department of Education, Pete Smith. He'll join as well. He's the Chief of Communications and Government Relations at the Department of Ed. And we'll talk to them about how uh, the first couple of weeks of the school year is faring across the state of Mississippi with the surge in COVID cases. I think lots of schools have reverted to remote learning as a result. Lots of quarantining going on and so forth. And then special guest at 12.05 in the studio, Ken Starr. You folks probably remember Mr. Starr. He is presently of counsel at the Lanier Law Firm. He was a former judge, former U.S. Solicitor General, has argued 26 cases before the Supreme Court. And, of course, is probably rose to fame most back in the 90s as the special investigator of the Whitewater debacle during the Clinton years. Folks may remember that. But he'll be coming on talking about religious liberty and the encroachment thereof in this country. He's written a book entitled Religious Liberty in Crisis exercising your faith in an age of uncertainty. So we look forward to a robust discussion with Mr. Starr. I think he's in the state as a result of uh, serving as the keynote speaker at the Self-Insurers Conference, which I believe was held on the Mississippi Gulf Coast. So he's passing through, and we are grateful and fortunate to have him uh, in the studio today. Should be a great Conversation. Looking forward to that. So, yesterday, we awaited anxiously for the president to address the nation after they announced they being the White House, whoever does that sort of stuff (laughs) that, uh, I guess, informs the press. We're going to have the president come address the nation. He, in fact, did that. But he was four and a half hours late, which is 
Kind of weird, but maybe not, given this individual serving as our president. And prior to that, White House Press Secretary Jen Psaki, she, uh, she held a little briefing and was barraged with questions from the press, mainly about the situation in Afghanistan, unable to answer many of those questions. And there, there got uh, a bit of a testy discussion we saw between Fox's Peter Ducey and the White House secretary, uh, where they were sort of <laughs> debating the meaning of words. And I couldn't help but think, I don't know if we have this right now, it, it harkened me back to Bill Clinton. Who could remember famously this statement from President It depends upon what the meaning of the word is. Can you play it again, Rhino? I'm sorry. It depends upon what the meaning of the word is. <laughs> if you don't, if you didn't catch it at the at the end, there he's a little faint in his in his uh, speech. It depends on what the meaning of the word is. Is who could forget that? I mean, that kind of propelled him to <laughs> to fame beyond what he already had achieved. What the hell does that mean? First is the question, but secondly. Yesterday, this is Peter Ducey and White House Press Secretary Jen Psaki discussing the situation with Americans in Afghanistan. Of the overall number of American citizens who are there can increase because folks are just now responding to our outreach who may not have registered. Uh, it can also decrease because people leave. They don't tell us they leave. Or individuals who may reach out and convey uh, they, they have the documentation needed don't. Uh, so there are a range of factors here, and it's our responsibility to give you accurate information. But That's what our focus is you on. You say no Americans are stranded. This is someone in Kabul who says, I am stranded. Uh, so is, is there a better word for somebody who can't leave the house to get to the airport because Jake Sullivan says ISIS is outside the airport? What if, if I would welcome you providing their phone number, and we will reach out to them today. I and right. I can assure you of that. The final question. If the Taliban said that staying past the 31st was going to provoke a reaction, and then President Biden decides, okay, we won't stay. But do they have the same kind of influence over military planning as the commander-in-chief? Well, first of all, Peter, the, ta- the Taliban's deadline was May 1st, uh, struck in a deal with the prior administration. The president's timeline was August 31st. That's the timeline he set in a, t- in a period of time he needed in order to uh, operationalize our departure from Afghanistan. I'd also note that, as I said, as we conveyed in the statement, that our objective and our focus and the focus of the commander-in-chief is always going to be on the safety and security of the men and women who are serving our country in the military. And that has to be a factor here, and that certainly is a factor for him as he thinks about the timeline. It's just unbelievable. So they went on to discuss the situation with Americans being stranded, and and Ducey actually read a quote from an American in-country that had discussed their their predicament with his network. And she took exception to him calling uh, the, the situation or describing it as Americans being stranded. They got into this debate about the semantics of the word stranded. And it's kind of insidious, honestly, 
And she goes on to say, I tell you what, if you could give me the phone numbers of these people in Afghanistan, these people being Americans, and I'm not laughing at the situation, I'm laughing at the absurdity of her comment. We'll give them a call, and I'll get back to you. This was the same woman, Jen Psaki, one day before those previous comments. So this is this is the initial interaction where she was scolding him for even using the word stranded. Does the president have a sense that most of the criticism is not of leaving Afghanistan? It's the way that he has ordered it to happen by pulling the troops before getting these Americans who are now stranded. Does he have a sense of that? First of all, I think it's irresponsible to say Americans are stranded. They are not. We are committed to bringing Americans who want to come home home. It's, you shouldn't call it stranded. Well, uh, that's why I chuckled when he said, is there a better word? <laughs> Maybe it's is. <laughs> Maybe that's the word. And then the president has the temerity to get at the podium, stand at the podium. I think it was about 12 and a half minutes, if I'm not mistaken. And he comes on. And he starts with a self-congratulatory message. Hey, big victory. The Build Back Better plan was passed in the House. At least the framework for debate on it was passed in the House, setting up ultimate passage of this $3.5 trillion plan. And don't be mistaken, folks, it's only $3.5 trillion because of the accounting gimmickry they have applied to meet uh, the criteria necessary uh, or required to pass it under reconciliation rules. Some of these gigantic programs are provided for for two years. Two years. Like they're going to go away after two years? So that's just disingenuous. You're not going to give people all this helicopter money and then say, okay, we're taking it away. It's political suicide. They know that. So it's really more like six trillion over ten years, not three and a half trillion, which is totally insane. And of course, he maintains in the speech she essentially accosts uh, uh, corporations and CEOs, calls them out by name. But he makes this statement, which further proves he is really just mathematically a moron. I'm just going to say that. And it's not acceptable to be a mathematical moron and be the president. He says there are 55 major corporations in this country that pay no income taxes on $40 billion, $40 billion of income. 55, they make $40 billion. We're going to go through the math when we get back on what... Just a fallacy that is in terms of how we're going to pay for $6 trillion of spending. Just doesn't work. But he thinks Americans believe that when he, oh, yeah, let's tax those corporations, all that money, more programs. We'll take a break right here on the JT Show. you got to stay with us.
From the SeabrookPaint.com Weather Center, I'm Bob Sullender. For all your paint and cutting needs, go to SeabrookPaint.com. Today, a 40% chance of showers, sunny and hot, high near 97. Tonight, mostly clear, low around 74. A 60% chance of rain for your Thursday, mostly sunny, high near 92. And finally, Friday, 30% chance of rain, sunny skies, high near 93. This weather forecast has been brought to you by our friends at RJ's Outboard Sales and Service at 1208 Old Fannin Road. RJ's Outboard Sales and Service, your Yamaha outboard dealer in Brandon. Hey, I'm here with Alex Murray of Auto Innovation. At Auto Innovation, we want to change your car buying experience. When you're in the market for a quality pre-owned vehicle, please come see us. We want to make friends, not just customers. All eligible vehicles are inspected by a Master Tech mechanic and come with a limited powertrain warranty on us. We are located on Highway 51 in Ridgeland. Come by and see us or check out our inventory online at autoinnovation.net. Let us change your car buying experience. Auto Innovation, Highway 51 in Ridgeland. With all the disruption in all businesses lately, our clients at PeopleEase didn't miss a beat. Did you struggle to get the necessary records required for COVID relief programs such as PPP, ERTC, or FFCRA? Will you be ready next time? Our clients at PeopleEase are ready. Call PeopleEase today at 601-987-3025. That's 601-987-3025. Or visit our website, PeopleEase.com. Hi, this is Mark Shapley of M.M. Shapley Steakhouse. This past year, we were fortunate to see many new faces and reacquaint with old friends, and I believe I know why. Being from the Mississippi Delta, we learned how to entertain while creating a comfortable home environment, and that's M.M. Shapley Specialty. M.M. Shapley's is your place for award-winning steaks and homemade tamales. M.M. Shapley's, real, authentic, welcoming, fine dining. For reservations, visit mmshapleys.com or call 601-957-8000. Are the trees and shrubs running your yard instead of you? Let the tree professionals at Baroni's Tree Pros take out your problem limb by limb. Baroni's Tree Pros is your complete tree, shrub, and stump removal service. No job is too big for the tree professionals at Baroni's Tree Pros. And with our superior cleanup, you can't go wrong. Baroni's Tree Pros, 601-345-8090. 601-345-8090. That's 601-345-8090. Or online at baroniestreepros.com. That's baroniestreepros.com. Gallo here with a word for business owners about direct primary care from TrustCare, Mississippi's walk-in health clinic leader. Direct primary care reduces your health care costs for employees by 40%, and they get fast, anytime access to their primary care doctor without copays, deductibles, or unexpected medical bills, all for under $70 per month. Give it a shot. Call 601-707-3370 or visit TrustCareHealth.com. Here with a special invitation to join us weekday morning 6 to 9. Breaking news, quick shots, analysis, all right here on Super Talk Jackson 97.3. Now, 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 back to the JT Show with Gerard Gibbert and Rhino. Great news, everybody. On Super Talk Mississippi. Everyone, the JT Show, Super Talk, Mississippi. 
Uh, let's see, Thomas and Greenwood, not sure I follow this. What he's saying here on the ceasefire text line, can we legitimately still claim we have unalienable rights when leaders can quash them just to err on the side of caution? Not sure what you're talking about there, Thomas. What's, do you might want to look up what unalienable means. Even the government can't take it away from that's, you. It's still a right. And and that's uh, the the foundation of uh, our our system, our forming. So I'm not sure what uh, what's going on there exactly. Uh, Peter Ducey is the only reporter that will ask any good questions. David and Pascagoula. I, it just it does seem to be the case. Not quite. There was I, I don't oh, know yeah, where we go, Ryan. There's a right. there's a British reporter that uh, kind of pinned Jen Psaki down on something, and think y'all need to hear this. Um, say after the withdrawal, it's gone. You know, it's declared. Stop. Everyone's out. If one U.S. citizen was suddenly discovered, you know, saying, hey, I really want to get out and I'm stuck, who knows where, somewhere in Afghanistan or in Kabul, he's got any problems, would this trigger a diplomatic, military, all hands on deck type thing to get that person out, whatever the date? Our commitment continues to be to U.S. citizens. If they want to leave, we will help get them out. Uh, again, we expect there could be some, uh, but I, I don't, I'm not going to get into it further. So the problem it was all baked into their calculations. Remember, they were they knew people were going to die. They knew people were going to get left behind. They knew the Taliban was going to take over. They knew women's rights were going to get quashed. And President Biden went on vacation anyways. Yeah, uh, e- exactly. I, it's the problem I have is that why did she come out? It was like a, a placeholder. Well. The, well we're waiting. The president said he was going to speak, and he gave a time, and they kept pushing the time back, pushing the time back, pushing the time back. And that tells you that his speech writers were really being extra careful in the wordsmithing, and, of course, they simply will not allow him to take questions. Once again, he delivered this 12-and-a-half, 13-minute speech and shuffled off the stage away from the podium with, of course, a barrage of questions being targeted at him, and he just just walks off, oblivious. How could you do that as the president, as the commander-in-chief, when you've got this powder keg, this chaos? And so I've seen reports from journalists who are in contact with Americans, including members of our armed forces in Afghanistan, who say they just cringe Every time he talks, because he he doesn't really provide any information, any, I guess, sense of commitment and certainty about getting them safely out of the country. Now we've got this August 31st deadline, the Taliban, Taliban is holding firm on that. We're negotiating with 6th century terrorists. We're being held hostage by them. Remember the guy that stood up to Brian Williams over Biden's speech and said, I hope he owns those deaths, too? Yeah. Matt Zeller? Yeah. The founder of No One Left Behind, who's yeah. been trying to get our Afghan allies In- out. Independently. Yeah. Yeah. Without the help of the government. Right. Just using his contacts he has in-country from working as a CIA operative on the Afghan desk. He gathered up 500 Afghan nationals that have helped the United States over the last 20 years, made it all the way to the airport, got inside the airport. And then the State Department said, 
Nope, sorry, this isn't official. Get the heck out of here. Unbelievable. Well, then do your job, right? I mean, that's the that's the response there. Which the problem I have with that is the whole Jen Psaki presser started yesterday with them trying to take a victory lap. Is there any concern that maybe trying to reach this deadline and get everybody out, uh, mistakes are being made now that there is a report that at least one of the Afghans evacuated to Qatar uh, has suspected ISIS ties? Well, first, I would say we have a stringent vetting process, which includes uh, background checks before any individual comes to the United States. Uh, so I can't speak to one individual, but I can tell you and, and confirm for you that we take the vetting of any individual who comes to the United States and, and comes out incredibly seriously. Um, and it's an extensive process. Uh, I would say that this is now on track, Peter, to be the largest airlift in U.S. history. Uh, so and that is a. a bringing American citizens out. It is bringing our Afghan partners out. It is bringing allies out. Uh, so, no, I would not say that is that anything but a success. <laughs> so they won't call it a failure, and they'll say it's anything but a success. <laughs> what wacky, weird, bizarro, upside-down world are they living in? Oh, gosh. You don't get to crap your pants and then say, oh, look, I did a good job. It it's just another example in my view where she should not he ought to be on front out in front of this, not the press secretary. And she's just a placeholder, really doesn't even know what to say. That's clear. It's just throwing words and statements out there. He can only do it from a script. He can't really effectively communicate off script functionally. And his handlers know that. But four and a half hours after the scheduled, appointed, announced time for him to address the nation, of course, the nation, the world believes he's going to get at that podium and talk about the most critical issue that our government is dealing with right now, which is Afghanistan. No! He takes the podium and immediately takes a victory lap, calls Nancy Pelosi masterful. She's masterful, I kid you not, in the House coalescing on party lines. I think it was uh, 220 to 208 was the vote, uh, the 220 being the Democrats, the 208 being uh, the Republicans, totally on party lines. So for those listening... I know that a lot of people like to uh, be critical. They, they have a tendency to be critical of Republicans with respect to fiscal matters. They signed up and they signed on for all this spending and stuff. Just know that on this particular measure that not a single Republican in the House supported it. Now, I, too, have been critical in situations where they have gotten on board with uh, certain spending measures that, that I thought were irresponsible. The $1.5 trillion one, that or uh, $1.2, excuse me, trillion dollar measure that passed the Senate a couple of weeks ago, our own Senator, Roger Wicker, supported. I disagree with that vote. Uh, but in this case, not a Republican supported it on the House side. He, the President takes victory laps. Masterful. And finally, we're going to get those dirty, greedy corporations and their CEOs 
to pay their fair share. That's how we're going to pay for it. We're going to pay for universal pre-K. We're going to pay for family leave. We're going to pay for expanded uh, subsidies in the Obamacare exchanges. We're going to expand Medicaid. We're going to add benefits to Medicare. We're going to give you two years of community college. We're going to give you, like, like we've said so many times, those child tax credits are going to be made permanent under under this uh, budget reconciliation measure. That means every person that's got a, a child under the age of six is going to get 300 bucks a month. They're going to send it out monthly in, in uh, six, uh, ages of six to 17, 250. We're just going to send them money. And it's transformational. We're going to eliminate poverty. What we're going to eliminate is work. Government's been fighting a war on drugs for how long now? 60 years. Yeah, really winning that war. So how are we going to win the war on poverty? Uh, same for poverty. Right, it was the it was uh, LBJ. I mean, he sort of announced it. He kind of invented it, if you will. This is it's LBJ like on steroids. Trying to help doesn't really help. Duh. <laughs> Why is it that those of us with half a brain can realize that? Why is it that so many believe that those in government are superior to those outside of government? That's the hubris here. We can do better than you can, private citizens. Give us your money, and we'll figure out how best to allocate it. That's what this is. That's clearly what this is. So what this is going to do is make our tax code even more, our structure, our framework, more progressive. Fewer people funding the benefits for more people. That's exactly what this is going to do. I got to get to the math on this corporate uh, tax uh, slant that uh, Joe Biden took yesterday. He's just wrong about that. We'll talk about that when we come back. Don't forget, Dr. Kerry Wright's in the studio after the 11 o'clock break, and Ken Starr after the 12 o'clock break. The JT Show will continue. For a flipping good time, come down to Cock of the Walk. Celebrating our 40th anniversary at Cock of the Walk. Voted the best catfish in Mississippi with our grilled or fried catfish along with greens, coleslaw, and a skillet of our homemade cornbread. With locations on the Reservoir, Pocahontas, and one mile from the Grand Ole Opry in Nashville, Tennessee. Catfish, hush puppies, and fried dill pickles. For a flipping good time, come down to Cock of the Walk. I like chicken. I like fish. I like hush puppies. I love it. Catfish is excellent. For a flipping good time, come down to Cock of the Walk. Philium Corporation knows the technology is constantly evolving, especially in these challenging times. With so many people working at home, securing and guarding your company's data on-site or remotely is more critical than ever. As we all adapt to the new normal, Pillium continues to help you stay secure and current with IT support and security and forensics, plus cloud services and networking, mobile communications, body cams, and in-car video systems. Contact us at Pillium.com. Smart people, smart business, smart solutions. Tired of being gone from home all week? If so, Union Corrugating has an immediate need for Class A CDL drivers in the Vicksburg area. Competitive pay, paid time off, 401k match, plus medical and dental benefits. Right Right now, there's there's a $5,000 sign-on bonus to all Class A CDL drivers that join our team. Call 1-888-661-0577 or visit Indeed.com. Union Corrugating, a leading manufacturer of metal roofing, an equal opportunity employer. 
Hello, I'm Gary Jolly from the Tractor Store. LS Tractor understands your passion for the land, and just like you, LS Tractor is committed to excellence and superior products. LS Tractor comes with a long list of standard features that are unmatched by other brands and backed with the LS commitment to provide exceptional customer service and satisfaction. You get a lot more for your money with the LS Tractor. Come to the Tractor Store in Richland to experience the LS difference. The Tractor Store in Richland. If you're about to start a project or remodel with wood, you need to think Miller Lumber in Richland. Since 1953, we've built a solid reputation of supplying quality wood at a lower price, like western red cedar and cypress lumber, as well as a wide variety of patterns in pine, cedar, and cypress. Shop Miller Lumber for the best price new pine flooring and treated lumber in town. Miller Lumber, 551 Old Highway 49 South in Richland. Visit MillerLumberSales.com, 601-936-7099. In the metro area, the houses talk. Hey, Jan, how's it going today? Hey, Barney. You're not sold yet? No, my shutters need replacing, my floors need unbuckling, my boudoirs need updating. Well, my person called Will White with the price, and Will White said the price was right. No updating, no nothing. I'm sold as of tomorrow. Call Will White. He buys houses. 601-401-4323. 601-401-4323. Or online at homebuyersms.com. I'm Andy Davis, and you're listening to Super Talk Mississippi News. Masks are now required in Oxford in all indoor settings and outdoors in large groups when social distancing isn't possible. Mayor Robin Tannehill. We know that this can be a controversial topic. We've traveled this road, and the board is faced with a very difficult situation. How do we move forward and protect our hospital, making room for emergent needs, and serve our population's desire for a thriving economy and rich quality of life? Well, we use the weapons we have, masks and vaccinations. She said the mandate will be reviewed weekly with the hopes of removing it quickly. And the trial of a man accused of killing a Biloxi police officer will be held in Biloxi. But a ranking county jury will hear the case. Darian Atkinson is charged with capital murder in the 2019 shooting death of Robert McKeithen outside the police station. If found guilty, Atkinson faces the death penalty or life without parole. The trial is set to begin September 27. I'm Andy Davis. Is your business or home protected from power outages? Hurricanes cause widespread outages, with some lasting days and even weeks. Don't wait for a hurricane to hit. Prepare today with a standby residential or commercial generator from Taylor Power Systems. Give yourself an advantage over power outages with a Taylor Power standby generator. Give us a call today at 601-922-4444. Hey, it's Richard Cross. Join us every weekday for the College Football Fix, driven by Ford. The all-new 2021 Ford F-150 is here with available interior work surface for putting in work. Standard sync Ford technology plus a huge 12-inch touchscreen and pro-power onboard outlets for all kinds of jobs. Not only is the all-new 2021 Ford F-150 tough, it's smart. Built Ford proud. Built Ford tough. See a Ford dealer near you for details. And don't miss the College Football Fix, driven by Ford. Super Talk. Nobody keeps Mississippi informed like we do. With 12 stations covering all 82 counties. If it happens in your state, we're on top of it. The news, the weather, the sports, and the talk that's important to you. The issues that matter to you, your family, and your bank account. It's all right here. And when you're away from home, depend on the Super Talk app and supertalk.fm to stay in the know. We're proud to serve our fellow Mississippians. Super Talk Mississippi. 
You're hearing the JT Show with Gerard Gibbert. Now here's more on Super Talk Mississippi. everyone the jt show super talk mississippi that's smoking by boston ask rhino to play that because it was 45 years ago today i do that right uh, yeah I believe so 1976 45 years ago boston the iconic rock and roll band it really frankly, transform rock and roll music with the incorporation of all sorts of electronic gadgetry. Tom Schultz, I think, the guitarist, engineer, MIT engineer. That Oh, yeah, the list of uh, instruments he played on their debut album, Boston. Yeah. Electric guitar, lead guitar, acoustic guitar, clavinet, organ, bass guitar. And then he was in charge of design consulting, remastering, <laughs> liner notes, production, and engineering. Incredible. So he combined his his uh, deep skills in engineering, ele- electrical engineering, if I'm not mistaken. He combined those skills with his uh, his music musical skills and created something special. That was 45 years ago today, and it was uh, when they introduced this album, and virtually every cut on the album is a hit. Uh, lots of folks still, I do, I still enjoy it, still enjoy the music, I'll have to admit. Certainly do miss uh, lead singer Brad Delp. Passed away a few years ago. What a unique voice that guy had. That album sold more than 17 million copies. grief. 17 times platinum. Jeez. Pretty good debut, I would say. And they went on to make uh, several additional albums. 1978, Don't Look Back. I'll have to say Don't Look Back may be my favorite Boston tune. Great YouTube video of that, by the way, of them performing it live. All right, so back to Joe Biden and his... Wonky math. His wonky math and just... Why? why? The, these corporations, I have issues with them being so woke. I got another one to talk about today. CVS, by the way. They, they have signed up for their woke insurance. Uh, and, I, you know, I differ with them, but I also respect... The private sector and capitalism and how they have contributed to the betterment of our country, our world. Why are we always attacking them? The left just, they live on attacking them. Yet, they happily take contributions from all these people, right? And and so he, he takes a shot at these 55 corporations. So the nuance of this is that... We've talked about this. There's a a methodology prescribed for maintaining financial statements, in in particular computing income, for tax purposes, and that differs from accounting purposes. And the main distinction 
is in the handling of depreciation and capital expenditure. So, for example, if a, if a company buys a computer, and uh, for IRS purposes, you can immediately expense and write off that purchase, whereas for accounting purposes, you have to capitalize it. It becomes an asset on your balance sheet, and then you depreciate it. You expense it, essentially, over its useful life. And that uh, so those provisions are intended to essentially stimulate behavior, stimulate investment, uh, business-to-business capital investment. And so once you take those, it, it, doesn't, it doesn't eliminate, avoid income taxes permanently. It defers them. So you get all the expense in this year rather than over several years. Well, that's why so many of these corporations who make massive capital investments end up for tax purposes with no income, though for accounting purposes they show an income, a profit, and thus they have no taxes due. So he talks about this $40 billion. Now, for comparative purposes, Apple, the most profitable company on the planet, set to produce perhaps $100 billion of net income. These 55 companies produce $40 billion. You can do the math on that. That's a, that's a quarter and a half. Quarter and two-thirds for Apple. All 55 companies combined produce what Apple does in a quarter and two-thirds. Now, let's look at changing the tax laws the way he wants to, which is that you would have to pay taxes on that $40 billion. You would not get to compute your income the way you presently can under IRS code and rules and laws. You just have to pay up, losing that incentive for capital investment. Okay. And it's 25%. Let's say we get the rate up to 25%. That's $10 billion. $10 billion. This plan is $3.5 trillion. So it's disingenuous to stand up in front of the nation and say, we're going to pay for it with these minimum corporate taxes. $10 billion. It's just a lie. $10 billion. I haven't done the math lately, but when you look at how much we spend... I think that's like 30 minutes or something like that. It's just not accurate. It's not true. And all they're going to do is pass it on to us as consumers. We all lose in that situation. It, it's, it's just rhetoric. It's uh, to appease those who just cannot function and succeed in a capitalistic economy. And all these giveaways... And these new programs are really disturbing. Universal pre-K, free community college, more subsidies for health care, expansion of Medicaid, expansion of Medicare, child tax credits, expansion of the earned income tax credit, expansion of the child and dependent care. He also wants a federally funded, mandatory uh, family leave for anybody. I mean, it's to the point where are we ever going to work? It's just, what happened to the dignity of work? What happened to the nobility of that? Now we hold up government giveaways is more noble than working and producing for society. So, and the other thing that struck me in watching him yesterday we got 300-plus million, 320 million people in this country. That's the best we can do? That's the best? 
think about that for a second. Insiders have leaked that he schedules one or two meetings a day, pretty much puts a lid on in the afternoon. What does he do? Go to sleep? Got to have his nap. One or two meetings. I mean, even in operating a small organization, we're not talking about the federal government, the chief executive, the commander-in-chief with Afghanistan about to blow up. And you mark my word. I, I, I don't want this to come true. I pray to God it doesn't. But I'm so fearful once this August 31 deadline passes, once again, it's going to look like 1976, the Carter era, with Americans being held hostage and, and held up by the Taliban as trophies, human trophies. I pray to God that doesn't happen, but I'm fearful of it. When that vacuum occurs, it's highly possible. That's what they want. There's no question. And I don't think the country will stand for it. I don't know what the reaction and response will be. But this will be a stain on this guy of epic proportions. I pray that doesn't happen, and I hope our audience joins me in those prayers. But this is this is bad, and to to get on the stage, I just can't get that out of my mind, and, and self congratulate, self aggrandize, and then just fawn all over Nancy Pelosi. Masterful, <laughs> masterful, how she got in there and rallied the troops so we can increase taxes and expand government welfare programs. That was masterful. There's nothing noble in that. There's nothing innovative about that. There's nothing creative. That doesn't produce anything. And all we're doing is shrinking the size of the contingent of taxpayers on which we rely on to fund and fuel this government. The, the, the more we issue these tax credits and implement these tax credits and, and, and change the tax code so that those up to a fair amount of money of income annually don't pay squat. Now it's north of 50% of households. Is that fair? I don't see how. I just don't. All right, when we come back, we got to talk about CBS and their corporate wokeness. We got to have a dose of that every day, folks, so we can stay up with this. It's taking this country by storm and it's disturbing. We'll come right back. Little Boston bumping us out with more than a feeling from the debut album. So good. No drip roofing in construction. The name says it all. Whatever Mother Nature can dish out, no drip roofing in construction can take care of it. With no deposits up front required. 601-371-1051. 601-371-1051. COVID-19 has had a profound effect on the workplace. As organizations adapt, R.J. Young is here to help. 
We provide key technology solutions to power your business, like temperature kiosks, smart security systems, backfile scanning, managed IT services, digital lockers, and more. RJ Young will help you to ensure safety and productivity in the workplace. To learn more, visit rjyoung.com slash COVID. Rogers Dab Chevrolet is Mississippi's largest General Motors business elite dealer. We make it easy to maintain your fleet with over 100 work-ready vehicles available for your job site. Diesel, gas, trucks, vans, and service bodies. And we build to your business specifications. It really is easier with Rogers Dab's fleet. Call the Rogers Dab's business elite fleet team today at 866-671-4226 or visit us online at rogersdabs.com. Rogers Dab Chevrolet. Find new roads. The best made-to-order lunch in Northeast Jackson is at 4th & Gold Sports Cafe. Homestyle plates full of catfish, shrimp, and rib tips, just to name a few. Eat in or carry out, DoorDash or Grubhub. Call 769-208-8283. Once again, 769-208-8283. At Elias Agris Management and Southern Ag Services, we work for you. Our agents and consultants were born and raised in the same communities you were, and the agronomic and economic expertise we bring to the farm manages risk and maximizes production with the experiences many of you have shared with us over the last few decades of working together. We're committed to you, and we're thankful to be a part of your business. Let's prepare to pass it on. Alliance Ag Risk Management and Southern Ag Services, the partnership that yields. This is the opening agri-market report. The open at the New York Cotton Exchange December summer cotton was up 9 to 94.27. March cotton was up 13 to 93.31. The open of the Chicago Board of Trade November soybeans were down six cents, thirteen twenty-five and three quarter per bushel. January soybeans were down six and a quarter to thirteen thirty and a half per bushel. December corn was up a quarter to five forty-five and a half per bushel. March corn was up a half to five fifty-two and three quarters per bushel. At the Mercantile, October live cattle was down twenty-five to one thirty-one forty-five. December live cattle was down seven cents to one thirty-seven thirty-two. October feeders up thirty-seven to one seventy-sixty. November feeders up forty-five to one seventy-one sixty-five. At this hour, the Dow Jones is up fifty-seven points, thirty-five thousand four twenty-three. I'm Dixon Williams. This is Super Talk Mississippi Agri News Network. Customers, a whole home energy upgrade. The Propane Energy Pod Builder Incentive Program. What's the Propane Energy Pod? It's a total home energy upgrade that combines high efficiency propane gas appliances to meet a home's major energy needs and delivers superior comfort and efficiency compared with all electric homes. Not only is it good for homeowners, it's good for builders too. All propane homes on average are valued up to 5% higher than all electric homes. Energy for everyone. Propane. Visit MSPropane.com. Protect your post-harvest grains and your bottom line from profit-robbing insects. For pennies per bushel, a tank mix of Diacon IGR Plus and PBO8 Synergist gives you the long-term control of an insect growth regulator and the knockdown power of a broad-spectrum insecticide with enhanced efficiency. Help protect your grain with Diacon IGR Plus and PBO8 Synergist from Central Life Sciences. For more information, contact your local dealer or visit bugfreegrains.com. Arm yourself with everything you need to take on your day. Wake up with Gallo tomorrow on 97.3 FM, Super Talk Mississippi. This is the JT Show with Gerard Gibbert on Super Talk Mississippi, the Super Talk app, and at supertalk.fm. 
Welcome back, everyone. The JT Show, Super Talk Mississippi on this hump day. Jeff says, thank you both for preaching common sense. Common sense is a superpower. Agree. Um, let's see. Someone else. Chris Tupelo says, actually, I think it's inalienable. Actually, Chris, it's not. It's uh, it's unalienable. They're used interchangeably. But, it, but as drafted, right. it is unalienable. But they, you're right. They have, have evolved to be used interchangeably. Uh, but we, we typically uh, use that term uh, because that is the way it is actually uh, drafted in uh, the Declaration. We hold these truths to be self-evident. You know the thing. <laughs> Uh, that they are endowed by their creator with certain unalienable rights. But they are useful interchangeably. Uh, so we have to be concerned about encroachment upon those rights. And I think it's accurate to say that that religious freedom was uh, one of the key drivers of the formation of this country and is embedded. It's what brought some of the first settlers. No question. And... I mention that because we've got Ken Starr coming on the program at 12.05 to talk about his latest book uh, that uh, addresses the concerns that, that he sees and we all I see, see to some extent. Of course, the left dismisses that and says, no, 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 that's not really happening. Of course, they're in denial about everything. His book, Religious Liberty in Crisis, Exercising Your Faith in an Age of Uncertainty, he is a New York Times bestseller, I believe. But we'll have Mr. Starr in later to discuss that. Don't forget, we've got uh, Dr. Carrie Wright, superintendent of the Mississippi Department of Education, and Pete Smith, chief communications and government relations at MDE, uh, to, uh, after the break at 11 o'clock. Lisa and Clara, Mississippi, wants to know, can we talk about what the city of Oxford put in place yesterday? And so, yeah, I heard that the uh, aldermen voted on a very close uh, 4-3 vote that people six and older, I believe, have to wear a mask inside businesses and other indoor public spaces and, and even outside at large gatherings when people cannot socially distance. Uh, it looks like uh, that there's an exception for those who cannot wear masks due to health reasons, for eating and drinking, and for churches. It takes effect today at 4 p.m. It will be reconsidered by aldermen next week. Huh. So 4-3 on that. Uh, you know, it's, uh, it's definitely a problem, and I, I don't like government mandates like this, honestly. And I think there's still some degree of debate, a lot of debate, actually, on the effectiveness of masks. And and there's folks that line up on both sides of that argument that are credible, honestly. And that makes it even harder, uh, in my view. I will say this. Contrast that to Oregon. Oregon Governor Kate Brown yesterday announced, you see this, statewide outdoor mask mandate regardless of vaccination status. Said the variant is spreading, the Delta variant is spreading fast and wide, throwing our state into a level of crisis we have not yet seen in the pandemic. So, I, it does feel like that a lot of these folks really do enjoy this 
justification, in their mind at least, of wielding more power over people. It just does seem like I mean, they're just in heaven. Uh, I... It just feels like it. I, you know, if I'm misreading that, so be it. But it certainly feels like it. How about in Washington State? You seen this one, Rhino? There's a school that is making student athletes wear ankle monitors. So, yeah, I did a little digging on that one. It seems like there's one student who may have been forced to do it, but okay. it's not a large swath of the student population. I'm still wondering why that one student would have to. Well, I don't, I don't know. The parents went nuts. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and uh, totally repudiated uh, this this order, I guess, this rule. Uh, but these are electronic monitors, I believe, that will alert you if you get within a certain distance of someone. And then it also, I think those monitors are set to know whether or not you've tested positive and that's used for contact tracing and all that sort of stuff. So... I don't know. Every day we're seeing more and more of this kind of stuff. To, to me, the, the question is, when does it end? What are the what are the criteria to end these measures? And I, I have said, been consistent in that, calling for that since we started getting orders and guidance from the CDC. Okay, what's the what's the end game? What are the goals to get to where we don't need all this? Time for a break here on the JT Show. Hour one in the books after the news. We've got Dr. Kerry Wright and Pete Smith from the Mississippi Department of Education. Stay with us. You're listening to WFMN Flora Jackson, Super Talk Mississippi, powered by your tree professionals at Baroni's Tree Pros, 601 345 8090. Fox News, I'm Lillian Wu. At least one ally is talking about taking action in Afghanistan beyond the evacuation deadline. G7 leaders are urging President Biden to extend the August 31st deadline to withdraw troops from the country. Today, German Chancellor Angela Merkel expressed concern that Afghanistan will once again become a breeding ground for terrorism and said her country will continue evacuations but needs the U.S. there. Fox's Trey Yingst. And the FAA is trying to quell the surge of problem incidents on planes. FAA wants to draw attention to what the consequences are in a new PSA campaign. The FAA says more than half of the unruly passenger reports are for people refusing to wear masks. Fox's Rob Dawson. America's listening to Fox News. Since 1871, Gaddis McClure Mercantile in downtown Bolton has been providing everything you need. Everything for your house, fencing, plumbing, flowers, lumber. Everything for your animals, dogs, cats, birds, chickens, cows, horses. And everything for your patio and yard. Bayou Classic Cookers, Wind Chimes, Orca and Pelican Coolers, along with Surrender Fire Ant Killer. We have most everything. 150 years of serving the community, family owned and operated. Gaddis McClure Mercantile, downtown Bolton since 1871. We'll see you soon. 
This is Dennis Stevenson, Director of the Motor Carrier Safety Division of the Mississippi Department of Public Safety. The Highway Patrol, in conjunction with the Federal Motor Carrier Safety Administration, is conducting big rig road checks for safety each month throughout the state for motor vehicles. Troopers and truckers working together to keep our roads and highways safe. Since the program began, we have issued over 15,000 citations to ensure that everyone is safe on the road. Troopers and truckers working together to keep our Mississippi roadways safe. I'm Kelly Bennett, and you're listening to Super Talk Mississippi News. 3,385 new cases of COVID are being reported today with 22 additional deaths. More Mississippians are getting vaccinated. Over 81,500 doses have been administered over the past week. The pandemic has forced the restaurant industry to adjust how they operate, and the use of artificial intelligence may not be a far-fetched notion. Pat Fontaine is executive director of the Mississippi Hospitality and Restaurant Association. I attended a conference several weeks ago and the comment was made that uh, McDonald's had just purchased an artificial intelligence company and uh, pointed out that that was by no mistake. Uh, they are going to investigate uh, the use of artificial intelligence in their operations in an effort to reduce the need for human labor. Fontaine said there are certain areas where robotics could be utilized but you can't replicate the human experience. Your business may be classified as small to mid-size, but you view it as an empire and naturally want it to succeed. Do you have the proper tools in place to efficiently utilize the staff who handles administration of your HR, payroll, time, and benefits? Without changing current processes and proper training, payroll technology alone cannot solve these problems. By utilizing the iSolve platform, MWG Employer Services can create new processes and properly train your staff to maximize the efficiency of this technology. For more information, visit MWGEmployerServices.com. The Delta variant is deadly, and if we don't make changes now, we'll be forced to make cruel calculations soon. Mississippi hospitals are overburdened and struggling with capacity. More people will die because they won't have access to care. We must keep our healthcare system from being forced to choose who gets treatment and who doesn't. Please get vaccinated and follow CDC protocols such as masking indoors, even if you are fully vaccinated, and continue social distancing. Do this, and together we help ensure we're able to treat everyone who needs care. A message from the Mississippi State Department of Health. Lawmakers are conducting hearings on the possible elimination of the state income tax. Governor Tate Reeves supports that unless it involves a tax swap. I hope that once the hearings are over, the legislature will realize that the best way forward is to not swap the income tax for increases in sales taxes, agriculture taxes, and other taxes. The bill offered during the previous session would have raised the sales tax from 7 to 9.5%. The suspect accused in the July 2019 murder of Ole Miss student Allie Costiel is expected to plead guilty. Brandon Thiesfeld will plead guilty on first-degree murder charges Friday at the Lafayette County Courthouse. The charge carries a life sentence, but according to the agreement, Thiesfeld can petition for parole at the age of 65. Four days after Costiel's body was found by Lafayette County deputies near Sardis Lake, Thiesfeld, who was also a student at the time, was arrested and charged with her murder. I'm Kelly Bennett. This is Jake Mangum. Some call me the mayor. No player wins any game by themselves. It takes a team. So if you want excellent customer service and competitive insurance rates, you need to go with the home team, Mississippi Farm Bureau, just like I did. Visit favrates.com for great rates on home and auto insurance. Or find a local agent at msfbins.com. Farm Bureau Insurance. Go with the home team. 
I'm Paul Gallo. My wife and I are vaccinated. To me, it's a blessing of medical technology that generations before us would pray for. The risk and inconvenience of scheduling a shot versus rewards and peace of mind is no different than getting a tetanus shot from a rusty nail. The difference is rusty nails are not highly contagious. This virus is an opponent that can only be defeated with teamwork. To find a site, go to vaccines.gov or call 800-232-0233. A message to your family from our family at Supertalk Mississippi Media. Tune in to Good Things with me, Rebecca Turner. It's Mississippi's Radio Happy Hour, weekdays from 2 to 3 p.m., right here on Super Talk Jackson 97.3. Welcome to Real Talk for Real Mississippians. Let's do this. Welcome to the JT Show with Gerard Gibbert on Super Talk Mississippi, the Super Talk app, and at supertalk.fm. And now, here's Gerard Gibbert. Welcome back, everyone. The JT Show, Super Talk Mississippi, rolling into hour two of the program today. We've got in the studio Dr. Kerry Wright, superintendent of the Mississippi Department of Education, and also Pete Smith. He's the chief communications and government uh, relations of that at the Mississippi Department of Education. Great to have you guys in the studio today. Good to be here. Thanks for inviting us. Yeah, you bet. So we're we're back in school. Yes, indeed. Uh, across Mississippi and. You know, I recall last year, uh, Dr. Wright, we were sort of scrambling to figure out how Mm -hmm. we're going to handle this situation. Mm -hmm. It was kind of in the middle of the summer. Mm -hmm. And uh, if memory serves, uh, there was some guidance issued Mm -hmm. uh, by the department Mm -hmm. at the the, uh, state level. And districts had to sort of choose their operating model Mm -hmm. amongst three options and then had to submit a plan to operate within one of those options. And the governor even said he reviewed about 500 of them, <laughs> is what, uh, as I recall. But um, uh, I remember him distinctly he did talking. He did. Didn't he say that? He yeah. did say that. Yeah. So, uh, and so everybody kind of went in their separate directions uh, uh, under those guidelines. Everybody, by that I mean the in- individual schools and the, the districts and so forth. Fast forward now to mm-hmm. this year, what's different? How, okay. what, what's the operating environment now? Good question. So uh, we had uh, passed a policy, the board passed a policy in uh, July that would have um, provided two options for the districts, one to be either be all virtual or um, all in person, uh, but both options providing 330 minutes of instruction for children, 180 days a year. But that was before the COVID spike. And once the COVID spike hit, we started hearing from a lot of superintendents struggling to comply with CDC and Department of Health guidelines, particularly as it relates to social distancing, that they just could not seem to even get it down to three feet, much less six. So we took a modification back to the board um, just this past month and um, 
no, this month actually. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, we then, uh, I talked with Dr. Dobbs and I said, you know, I'm hearing concerns. I know you've got concerns about the spike. What if we uh, allowed these districts to um, use a hybrid model, uh, so bringing only part of their kids in, keeping part of their kids home, still providing the 330 minutes um, of instruction? And he said, I think at this point, I think that's a really good idea. So the board approved that uh, for an eight week window because he felt that it was going to be about eight weeks until we got to the other side of this. And so okay. now the all schools um, and districts have that option, so they can either be virtual um, with 330 minutes or hybrid or in-person, all of those are 330 minutes of instruction. Okay, so by hybrid, uh, just to kind of clarify that, that that means part of the cl- class is in-person and part... You is could it do it that virtual? way. Typically, what schools, what most schools will do is they'll let's say they'll bring in, you know, first, second, and third graders in on Monday, Wednesday, Friday, and then fourth and fifth graders in on Tuesday, Thursday, and then flip that model. So that allows them to spread the children out in the in the across the building a lot more. Same thing at high school. Okay, you can have ninth and tenth coming in on a couple of days, and eleventh and twelfth coming in on other days. And I think we've we've given that flexibility. That's up to them as to how they best see fit. Okay. Uh, but we we were hearing loud and clear that they needed more flexibility. Okay, so the goal essentially is just to kind of reduce the density. That's exactly uh, so right. So the that's folks can hybrid, separate exactly a little bit right. better mm-hmm. and uh, avoid contact as best as possible and, and thus spread. That's correct. So, that's yeah. exactly right. So what are you hearing from uh, districts, from superintendents mm-hmm. and so forth? About how it's going, I think last latest data I saw said we had about twenty thousand students that were quarantined yes. a couple of weeks ago. Yes. Right? Those numbers are only going up right now, unfortunately, and I think it really depends on the area of the state and the district. Um, there are some that are being hit harder than others, uh, and there's some that have literally had to send an entire school home virtually or um, grades home virtually, yeah. uh, depending on on those numbers. But uh, the Dr. Dobbs met with all the superintendents. Um, um, last, uh, I said it was two weeks ago, Friday, no, a week ago, Friday. And um, he was also giving them a lot of the data around what's happening with children and the various age groups. And we are seeing those numbers continuing to rise, particularly among young children. Well, is there some speculation that uh, we might have to revert to back to virtual learning for a while as a result of I, the... I think we're following the numbers. Uh, we've been in very close contact with the Department of Health, with both Dr. Dobbs and Dr. Byers, and leaning on them uh, really to see exactly what their best thinking is at the moment. Um, I do know that Dr. Dobbs um, has issued you know isolation orders uh, around that uh, to ensure that children are being protected, uh, particularly those that, that have been exposed um, or in homes with um, COVID, et cetera. So I think uh, he's seeming to think, at least now, um, that we're going to be on the other side of this in about eight weeks or so. Okay. So we also told the board, just to let you know, that we may be revisiting that, depending on what the numbers look like. Well, honestly, uh, you know, one of the things that I have asked on this program and, and, and discussed consistently since this whole pandemic broke out is that I understand implementing measures, but I think people... Uh, should deserve to know, I think is a fair way to put it. Okay, well, what are the criteria to to uh, eliminating those measures, mm-hmm. to, to um, mm-hmm. uh, suspending or terminating those measures? What, kind of what's the goal there? And sometimes we get that, sometimes we, we don't. Mm-hmm. But it's at least fair, and, and I applaud you for this, to say, hey, the possibility exists. We may have to come back and revisit this because exactly we just right. don't know. We and I think that's know. the point is that mm-hmm. we really just don't know that mm-hmm. anything we say today is totally speculative. Mm-hmm. And uh, based on the best information we have today, 
And uh, that's all subject to disruption mm-hmm. and change. And you've got to, uh, of course, be agile enough to respond accordingly. So uh, I think that is the ap- appropriate approach. I was going to say that one of the most controversial and contentious issues really across our country is that of children, students wearing masks in, in schools. How are we handling that in Mississippi? There's presently no statewide mask mandate no, sir, issued by not. the governor for schools. So right. is this handled, Dr. Wright, at a district level, school level? How is this being uh, worked it is typically handled at the district level, and that we really feel that those are the decisions that are made. They know the community better. They know the spread better. They know the situation better than, than the state would. Uh, and so we've allowed a lot of districts. We've allowed all districts, not a lot. We've allowed districts to make that decision. And some have, have mandated masks, yeah. and the, that's on the department. Actually, the Department of Health website, they're listing all the districts that are requiring masks, and those they're listing as okay. optional. But that's really a district-level decision, and they can, based on their data, either keep the mask mandate in place or remove it um, uh, if they see that their numbers are, are declining. What kind of feedback do you get at the at the MDE level as far as children wearing masks? Because you know it's uh, you, you'd have to be in a cave to not see all of the uh, the conflicts, shall we say, uh, well, that occur across the country in very school board true. meetings. It is so true, and I can tell you that I have received emails um, that say, "Why aren't you mandating masks for our children?" Yeah, and then I go to the next email that says, "Don't you dare <laughs> mandate masks for my children." And so that's the reason we really have felt that it's really a local decision yeah. because they're the ones that are closest to it. Definitely not a consensus. And and by the way, I have asked this question of our statewide leaders. And it's exactly the same response. Yep. <laughs> for, for everyone I got that says, yep. don't you dare implement mandates, there's another one that says, <laughs> right. you got to implement right. mandates. Right. Me. So, well, uh, now, we, uh, no I can consensus. tell you with the department, we are mandating masks. Okay. And so uh, anybody that comes into the building has to be wearing one. If you're moving around the building, you've got to be wearing one. Okay. So we've done that for the adults. I mean, that we've, we, and we yeah. feel strongly about that. Yeah. yeah. Well, gosh, let's hope we get this behind us sooner than later so we uh, don't have to be as concerned. Because it just seems like mm-hmm. we're consumed with mm-hmm. this yeah. uh, as yeah. a society, yeah. not, and, and in particular in our education environment. You know, this is a time when and children are excited when mm-hmm. they return to school, see Absolutely. their friends, their teachers, especially having been away from them mm-hmm. uh, for so long last year uh, well, in many cases. Exactly. And, and we know that in-person learning is the best place to be. I mean, there's yeah. no doubt about that. And the other things that we discovered, there was a lot of social emotional issues that were the children and adults were dealing with uh, when they were so isolated. Yeah. I've got a very large teachers council, a very large super, uh, student council um, advisory committees. And they were very easily sharing all of that uh, during our conversations about Mm. the struggles that they went through. So I think everybody was anxious to be back to some kind of normal kind of environment. And certainly nobody was anticipating this this incredible rise in COVID. I think that's true. Uh, Pete, do you guys uh, and Dr. Wright, do you confer with uh, your your peers in other states? I'm sure you do, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. I belong to the Council of Chief State School Officers, and that is the one thing we get – uh, we get on calls on a weekly basis, and also we get information sent to us on a weekly basis about what other states are doing. So gotcha. we can share that with the districts as well so they can use that information. I got you. Well, it's been great having you guys in the studio, and, and we Thank wish you. you all the best on, a, so on a successful and productive and safe uh, school year. Thank you. And the best to our teachers and leaders who are yep. doing an amazing yep. job across the state. Absolutely. Yep. No question about that. Appreciate it, guys. We'll talk soon. Okay. Thanks. Thanks. Thank you. Bye. We'll be right back on the JT Show. Stay with it. 
Welcome to SeabrookPaint.com Weather Center. I'm Bob Sullender. For all your paint and coating needs, go to SeabrookPaint.com. Today, a 40% chance of showers, sunny and hot, high near 97. Tonight, mostly clear, low around 74. A 60% chance of rain for your Thursday, mostly sunny, high near 92. And finally, Friday, 30% chance of rain, sunny skies, high near 93. This weather brought to you by No Drip Roofing and Construction. With rain coming, let us show you what the No Drip difference is all about. No Drip Roofing and Construction, online at NoDripMS.com. Did you know you can find the latest sales information or breaking jewelry fashions from Albritton's on Facebook? Hi, I'm Cameron Albritton. We've come a long way since my great-granddad opened in 1920. How we live, travel, and even celebrate. But some things shouldn't change. Fine diamonds and jewelry from Albritton's are still treasured for their quality and value. Be sure to like us on Facebook and come see us. Albritton's, Mississippi's foremost diamond merchant. I'm Rex Baker with Gateway Rescue Mission. People are angry these days, but you don't have to be. Let's get 2021 started right, because somebody out there needs your help. At Gateway Rescue Mission, your donation can provide a meal. Your prayer can unlock the power of God to change a life. If we spend more time praying and less time fussing, we can help some people. Go to gatewaymission.org. Make a donation and help change your life today. 144 Tactical Defense in Florence is your one-stop shop for AR-15s, parts, and accessories. They have a certified in-house Cerakote facility, and they offer a 100% lifetime warranty with on-site gunsmiths and master machinists ready to tackle any project you have. They're working day and night to keep up with the demand. Visit 144 Tactical and see the changes and get entered in a drawing for a free guardian rifle of your choice. 144 Tactical Defense in Florence, where custom is our game. It's O-Rewards Member Appreciation Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts, where you can earn double, triple, even up to five times O-Rewards points on select purchases. Get bonus points on more than 200 items throughout the store, like wiper blades, fuel system cleaners, motor oil, and more. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit OReillyAuto.com. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Be sure and check out the newly remodeled Basils in Fondren, where you get simple food done well. And don't forget to drop by Basils Fountain View at the Renaissance. Go to eatbasils.com for online ordering for both locations. That's Basils. Hey, this is Bob, and if you're like me, you like dealing with local people. Majestic Metals was founded in Mississippi in 1954 and are headquartered right in Gluckstadt. For complete metal building systems and steel roofing and siding, call the hometown folks. Majestic Metals, 800-647-8540 or online at MajesticMetalsINC.com. Catch Sports Talk Mississippi, your new home for the best sports coverage right here in the Magnolia State. Every day from 3 until 6, right here on Super Talk Jackson 97.3. The JT Show with Gerard Gibbert on Super Talk Mississippi.
Welcome back, everyone, to JT Show, Super Talk Mississippi. Yeah, so there, there's been a lot of buzz uh, the last few days about Dr. Dobbs. Really more just reminding is the way I interpreted his uh, statements about possible fines and jail time if you know you're sick and you don't quarantine or isolate. But uh, just a, a cursory review of that I did after he issued that those statements. I, I believe that's statute and it's been statute empowering the state health officer with such authority for like decades i mean this is 60s i want to say yeah somewhere maybe maybe even older than that but it's it's so technically speaking it was the legislature who who gave him that power now i know there are some who are proposing they will introduce legislation to strip the public health officer, the state's public health officer, of such power. And we'll see where that goes. And so I would encourage people to weigh in on uh, their thoughts on that to their representatives. That's how to handle that. And to their I would senators. say it's it's not a do not pass, go, do not collect $200, go straight to jail kind of situation. If you have covid yeah. Really, the way it's worded, if you have any contagious and life-threatening disease, yep. which means you can spread it to others and endanger their lives, then the Department of Health can order you to quarantine until treated or until cured. If you fail to do that, then more than likely you're going to get some form of warning, whether it be a verbal warning or a written warning or both, and then they may fine you. If you don't pay the fine or you keep breaking quarantine, then they're probably going to send a police officer or a sheriff's deputy or somebody out to talk to you. And then if you keep going, then it, is, it escalates. I know the way it's worded is it's a minimum fine of 500 or imprisonment for six months or both. And that or both is where that gray area comes in because politically it would be a nightmare if someone was ordered to quarantine and then they stuck one pinky toe out the door and immediately got taken to jail. I mean, again, it was my feeling that it was more about. It felt a little unnecessary. I agree. I agree. And I, but so you know, I always try to see both sides of situations like this, and not to act impulsively or in a knee-jerk fashion, but with some degree of balance. I always try to put myself in, in the shoes of someone that maybe does something like this that I don't agree with. Well. And this may aggravate some people, but I would argue right now that guy's got the hardest job in the state. <laughs> Dobbs, Dr. Dobbs does. Now, I'm not stating that as uh, a justification or an alibi for for anything that I might not agree with. I, we, we said on the program, it was, what, a few weeks ago, he he got testy and, and uh, made some comments that I thought were – uh, inappropriate, and we, we call him out on that. Uh, this deal here, I, I don't think in practicality it it's will ever be It's not unique to the Magnolia State. It's, Absolutely it's, not. Yeah, I want to say there's only a handful of states where there's not something similar to that on the books. And I did some digging. I could find a handful of cases across the whole U.S. in the last 18 months where it escalated to the point of a fine. And I could only find one where they threatened to take somebody to jail if they kept going to the grocery store while they were supposed to be under quarantine. Yeah. Uh, 
Exactly. I mean, it's just in practice. You just—it's hard to imagine that any of that mess would would truly be uh, implemented and and applied. I guess. And and so, and regardless, in my view, of what you may think about a public official, elected or not elected, or anybody for that matter, threatening people and spreading disinformation about them is just inappropriate. And is is not uh, consistent with uh, the best traditions of civility in civil discourse in peaceful protest. But there there are folks that have suggested to Dobbs that his son works for Dr. Fauci, and that his son's wife has a financial connection with the World Bank Group, and. And so he's got to go to Twitter to explain the truth about that sort of stuff. I think his son's an MD and his daughter is in school as well. And again, I, I'm not defending his orders here. I'm just trying to point out that if you got an issue, let, let's discuss the, uh, the, the crux and the, the central theme of whatever that is and have a civil debate about it. Otherwise, all we do is get in our corners and hurl insults and ad hominem at each other, and we achieve nothing. Zero. Everybody just hunkers down, becomes more intransigent, and we don't get anything done. Now, as far as members of the legislature dropping legislation to, to change and amend statute, absolutely. That's what they get paid to do. It's their job. And, and if, if they disagree with these statutes and they want to change them, I, I fully support their right to do so. And if enough Mississippians contact their legislature and say, I want this changed, agree. you're more than likely going to see that ball rolling downhill faster. I, I agree. And that's the way this ought to work. Let's let's carry it out through the uh, duly uh, established legislative process. This is the way this stuff ought to work. So <clears throat> contact, as Rhino said, your legislators. On the Senate and the House side, let them know how you feel about this. Uh, I think this is going to be an important piece of legislation, and it it should be handled, uh, in my view, in accordance with, in general, the wishes of constituents. But they need to hear from you on that. So please do that. Um, Let's see. If you know of any, if you know of a gas station that is having COVID positive employees come in and work due to being shorthanded and, and exposing the community, is there anyone you can contact? That's from a member of our audience. You know, I, I think I'd go to management of the of the business. I, I know people as well who know they're infected and don't isolate. They go out knowing that they're. I mean, you can even tell they've got clearly the. Uh, the visible symptoms. They're sniffling, they're coughing, they're headachy, they're wheezy. Uh, that just seems to be a, a little inappropriate as well. I mean, if you know, and they even know, yeah, I tested, I'm positive. Well, what are you doing here then? So I've been around several in, in that uh, respect. I'm, of course, fully vaccinated. I, I never got sick that I know of. I certainly didn't present with any symptoms and didn't get tested because I didn't have any symptoms. Could have been and not known it. That's been proven to be the case. Asymptomatic, as they call it. But that's just being respectful, I think. Um, 
Did they arrest anyone in the riots? Where's our defense? When is it okay to burn and loot and kill? That's from Ken. And, of course, we don't agree with that either. And we believe that anyone who breaks the law um, should pay the price for that and and um, have the proper law applied to them and prosecuted accordingly. We certainly don't agree with that and condone that. Uh, I know, Stanley Lafayette, I know these symptoms don't actually depict being effective. What I said was that you have the symptoms and you ask a person, you know, are you positive? And they say, yeah, I tested positive. So that's the distinction here, Stanley. I fully realize you can exhibit COVID-like symptoms and not actually be infected with COVID. I know Two years ago, they were known as flu-like symptoms. Exactly. I know personally people that know they're infected and they're moving out and about, it would be hard for me to believe that there's anybody that's listening right now that also hasn't had that experience. It's it's fairly prevalent, especially with the number of people that are getting infected. Yeah, the last, uh, last time I ran the numbers, the average infection rate over the 18-month period is 12 to 14 percent in every single county. That's including the counties with tiny numbers, like Issaquina. It's, it's like 13% of the population of Issaquina has been infected at one point or another. Wow. Thomas in Greenwood says, hospitals are telling staff not to get tested and only stay away from work if they are running fever, according to several nurses. Purely anecdotal, Thomas. I speak a lot. I played golf with four of them this weekend, all working hospitals. Talked about that. Exactly. Absolutely not happening. In those major healthcare institutions. Maybe you know some people that are. I don't know. So what you're saying is, I mean, that would be derelict of duty. That would be abdication of, I think, uh, uh, medical responsibility in my view. So let us know who that is, Thomas. I'd like to talk to him. Give us phone numbers and names, and I'll call him. Stay tuned. we got a break right here. We'll be right back. Does your body hurt? Have you tried unsuccessful treatments for plantar fasciitis, tennis elbow, shoulder pain, or IT band? Innovative Health Clinic, formerly Acoustic Wave Treatment Center, offers an affordable non-surgical solution through acoustic wave therapy. The beneficial effects of acoustic wave therapy are often experienced after only one or two treatments. The therapy eliminates pain and restores mobility, improving your quality of life. Schedule your appointment at 601-944-5585 or online at InnovativeHealthClinic.net. Now taking same-day appointments. Madison Cellars, proud to be a sponsor of SEC Sports. They're your headquarters for all your wines and spirits. From special party needs to picking up that favorite bottle of wine for dinner, it's all at Madison Cellars Premium Wine and Spirits. Highway 51 at Madison Station Shopping Center. It's a madness sale. We're back on the lot. The deals are astounding. Really? Stop the noise. Quality vehicles, affordable prices, Pinnacle Motors. It's what they're all about. Come see Steve Owen and the friendly staff and find a quality pre-owned vehicle with financing available and a warranty. Pinnacle Motors on the corner of Highway 471 and Baker Lane and Vine Street in Brandon and online at PinnacleMotorsLLC.com. Quality vehicles, affordable prices, Pinnacle Motors. Carter Sledge Family Dentistry is just that, a family. 
this is a whole new me <laughs> almost you know and of course i just started bawling and then i looked around and they had tears <laughs> and then the whole it seemed like the whole office came in and, and look, but it was just a feeling like I have never felt before. Carter Sledge Family Dentistry, 772 Lake Harbor Drive in Richland, 601-607-7876. For all your glass needs, call Venable Glass Services. Glass Networks, they're going to try and steer you to use their own glass shop. Well, you can tell your insurance you want to use Venable Glass, and there'll be no additional cost to them to get the highest quality glass. Venable Glass is locally owned and operated, and they do windshield replacement and rock repair right there in their shops, or they'll even come to you in the Tri-County area for free. That's right, free mobile service. At Venable Glass, they also do frameless and frame shower doors, mirrors cut to size and installed, picture frame glass, tables, desktops, insulated glass, plexiglass, commercial storefronts, and heavy equipment glass venable glass they'll come out and give you a free estimate they want to work hard for your business venable glass open monday through friday eight to five and on saturday eight to noon hey there's two locations too in ridgeland at 660 highway 51 north and brandon at 209 woodgate drive south in cross gates check them out on the web at venableglass.com remember for all your glass needs call venable glass services 601-605-4443 no drip roofing and construction online at nodripms.com. Whatever Mother Nature dishes out, no drip roofing and construction can take care of it. 601 371 1051. 601 371 1051. 601 371 1051. I'm Kelly Bennett, and you're listening to Super Talk Mississippi News. 3,385 new cases of COVID are being reported today with 22 additional deaths. More Mississippians are getting vaccinated. Over 81,500 doses have been administered over the past week. The pandemic has forced the restaurant industry to adjust how they operate, and the use of artificial intelligence may not be a far-fetched notion. Pat Fontaine is executive director of the Mississippi Hospitality and Restaurant Association. I attended a conference several weeks ago and the comment was made that uh, McDonald's had just purchased an artificial intelligence company and uh, pointed out that that was by no mistake. Uh, They are going to investigate uh, the use of artificial intelligence in their operations in an effort to reduce the need for human labor. Fontaine said there are certain areas where robotics could be utilized, but you can't replicate the human experience. Catfish farming has always been a passion for me. I was raised up on a catfish farm. I was born into it. But the only thing I love more than catfish farming is my children and my family. I'm Will Noble from Moorhead, Mississippi, and I'm proud to be the 2020 Mississippi Catfish Farmer of the Year. People all across America love to eat U.S. farm-raised catfish, and I'm proud to be able to produce it right here in the Mississippi Delta. Get ready for the Mighty Roots Music Festival, October 1st and 2nd on historic Stovall Farms in Clarksdale, Mississippi, presented by Wade Incorporated. Musical appearances by Deer Tick, Keller Williams, Mystic Bowie's Talking Dreads, Radney Foster, and more. Campsites available, food trucks, vendors, and late night music till 2 a.m. For tickets and more information, MightyRootsMusicFestival.com. Sponsored by Visit Mississippi and Visit Clarksdale. Come on and make your plans to spend the weekend with us at Mighty Roots Music Festival. 
When you listen to Super Talk Mississippi, you become part of a statewide community, a community of knowledgeable, engaged, enlightened, well-informed, hardworking men and women just like you, all eager to see the Magnolia State grow and prosper. There may be some disagreement on how to get there, but the goal remains the same, for each Mississippian to reach their American dream. Thanks for listening and being a part of the conversation on Super Talk Mississippi. This is the JT Show with Gerard Gibbert on Super Talk Mississippi. That may be the greatest one-hit wonder of all time right there. <laughs> Certainly Our, the longest. Yeah, exactly. It's a, it's a whole side of an LP. The drum solo is longer than some pop songs nowadays. <laughs> and as an aspiring young drummer, I played it constantly. It's played it on the, on the armrest of the couch while I had it going on the little zenith t- stereo we had at the house. Oh, my gosh. Joe from Sumrall wants to know, how would you monitor the ankle bracelet after you've been diagnosed? So what, what the deal is, Joe, is is that all the athletes have to, to wear it. At least that was the initial thought and the initial order. And then because it is tracking, it's kind of like these trackers that we talked about this time last year that were available for download on your phone. And remember, I explained, unless in, in that the tracking uh, and registration is implemented at the State Department of Health level, uh, level, updating your operating system with the integration capability, it really does nothing. It's It's powerless. Well, that was never implemented at the State Department of Health level. I don't know that any state ever did. Some other nations did, as I recall. But so this is an electronic device that, that uh, because everybody's wearing them, it knows basically transmitting data, collecting and transmitting into its cloud-based database who you've been in contact with. So if you show up and you're COVID positive, it knows in the last several days uh, or probably – uh, since you started wearing it, it has a history of everybody that you've been within a certain distance from, and it just advises them, hey, you've been around this person who uh, didn't know at the time, but is now tested positive. It's and- actually a repurposing of a bit of technology that has been used on football fields and soccer fields, especially at the professional level, for the last few years now. Okay. If you've noticed... When football players take off their pads and they look like they're wearing a black sports bra, yep. or the, the soccer players and they take off their jersey and it looks like they're wearing a, a sports bra, and there's a little square in between their shoulder blades, yep. that's a little tracker. And that's where you get all those real-time live statistics huh. on how fast somebody's been running or how far they ran or how many times they butted heads with this person and stuff. That, 
that's where those stats come from. It's all sent to the cloud and then analyzed and spit out. Very cool. Didn't know that. But uh, fairly easy technology, honestly. So that's just a... That's another one of those twinkle in the eyes sort of deal that probably made somebody rich. Who came up with that? What do they do? Leverage tools. Leverage connectivity tools. Leverage cloud technology tools. Leverage uh, Wi-Fi, Bluetooth, what have you. Uh, Awesome. Great technology. Love it. Thomas Dobbs can kiss we the people's butt. That's from Larry and Miles. Tell us how you really feel there, Larry. Uh, Look, I know that there are extremely hard feelings. People get passionate about this. I'm with them. I don't want to see government intrude on my rights, my lifestyle, etc. I think there's overextension, overreach in that respect. I'm simply saying that the job of a public health officer, given this pandemic, is a hard one. That's all I'm saying. Is that a justification or excuse for acting or making statements that are inappropriate? No. Not suggesting that's the case and have been critical when that has occurred. But I challenge anybody to say, no, that's not a hard job. Nothing to it. That's all I'm saying. Period. And I know somebody, Mike and Richardson, says, Chris McDaniel put out a statement if anybody was arrested under that law to give his office a call. Call me, too. I'm making that public statement right now. I want to know. Call me. I'll investigate. I don't think it'll ever happen, is the honest truth. And I I think it was driven by frustration, by, I'm sure, sleepless nights of seeing these numbers rise precipitously and hospitals being overwhelmed and ICUs uh, uh, being... Uh, oversubscribed, all those are problems. Now, yesterday the governor did announce while we were on the air that he's got a thousand healthcare professionals coming in. I think a thousand was the figure, based on these uh, RFPs, requests for proposals that MEMA issued, and I think three vendors have been contracted with, if I'm not mistaken, to come in and provide some personnel augmentation to help relieve and alleviate some of the stress there. And hopefully that, and I think going to be in the state here within a few days, if I'm not mistaken, and get get started. So I think I think all that's good. The cases today, I think, trended up a little bit relative to yesterday. And as Dr. Wright said, I think Dobbs and and, and most healthcare uh, professionals, public healthcare folks, and even some private have said they think next four to six weeks. Is uh, we'll start to see kind of an ebbing of the tide of the Delta variant, and which is highly transmissible, and get that thing behind us. I, I am worried about lots of companies have announced don't come back to the office in September or October, as we previously had uh, had announced, but come back January, February. And then yesterday, Fauci, he just needs to shut up, in my view, because every time he says something, oh my gosh, he, he just has to, he's out of whack. We got some sound there on it yesterday on how he kind of oscillated a little bit. Well, I said if we can get through this winter and get really the majority, overwhelming majority of the 90 million people 
who have not been vaccinated vaccinated, I hope we can start to get some good control in the spring of 2022. I didn't mean the fall. I misspoke. My okay. bad. Oh, misspoke. My bad. My bad. <laughs> I didn't mean to move the goalposts. <laughs> you know, and that, that wouldn't even be an issue, right, if it hadn't happened about 8,000 times before. That's the problem, and that's why everybody's so frustrated, including me. You, you, we just can't get a straight answer. We can't get anything we can take to the bank that we can just totally rely on. It's it's always say something today and then come back a few days from now, like you never said it originally, and change the, the message, change the story, change the dates. People are just sick of it. And I would be way more okay and, frankly, respectful if they would just say, as Dr. Wright was talking about, we don't know. We may have to come back to the table and revisit this. That's fair enough. I think most people could live with that. This is the, the best estimation we have today based on the inputs we have today. But instead, they just draw a line in the sand, and it sounds final, sounds definitive, sounds like a done deal. Oh, my bad. <laughs> it just hacks people off. Moe says, Dr. Dobbs is definitely not an inappropriate position where everyone will like him. He's going to go against the grain with one side or the other. I think that's right, Moe's, uh, You know, and I would argue that in this state, uh, based on our more conservative nature and, and posture, that more would be opposed to expansion, extension of government and rules and mandates and so forth. But there are people that are screaming for mandates and rules. I mean, there are people beating Governor Reeves's door down. You've got to impose a statewide mask mandate. There, there are statewide publications that uh, where authors have penned articles calling for such measures. So it runs the gamut uh, for sure. Uh, but. Government's got to stay in check. Rusty in Greenwood says, with respect to uh, nurses, he says, ain't happening at Greenwood LaFleur. My better half works there, and they are encouraging vaccines. I'm assuming, Rusty, yeah, I see up above a a few days ago, you texted that your wife's a nurse that has worked in the COVID unit. So, yeah, I think that's right. Terry's upholstery says, all that being said, talking about Dr. Dobbs, he needs to resign. Sorry, my dear friend, but I feel like you were defending Dr. Dobbs, and you still haven't changed my mind. Dr. Dobbs should resign. I'm not trying to change your mind about Dr. Dobbs resigning or not. I'm simply stating, and I challenge anyone to show me how this isn't true. It's a hard job. That's all I'm saying. And I would argue maybe the hardest one in the state. I think that's a fair, rational analysis. That's all I'm saying. And I'm not sure even if he resigned. Okay, then what? We appointed someone else? Are they going to be different? Probably not. I'm not sure anybody wants that job, honestly. I wouldn't. I don't know what he makes, but whatever it is, it ain't enough. For the hassles, the headaches, and now threats, personal threats. How much money do you need for that? But he signed up for it, and he knows it. We're going to take a break right here, 
and we'll come back with more talk. Don't forget, we got Ken Starr coming in the studio after the noon break. Stay with us. The JT Show will be right back. Here's John and Rachel Ravenstein from Junica Jewelry. Growing up in the diamond business, my dad used to tell me, Son, you can't sell from an empty wagon. And that's why at Juniker Jewelry, you'll find ten times the loose diamonds you'll find at average jewelry stores. Every six weeks, our diamond cutter flies from Tel Aviv, Israel, to deliver fresh production, hot off the wheel, directly to Juniker Jewelry and you. There is no one else between you and your diamond. We buy thousands of diamonds a year, entire parcels, tray after tray, one carats, two carats, three carats, and more. Every shape and size and every price range. You can't buy a better quality diamond at a lower price anywhere in Mississippi. That's the Juniker Diamond Guarantee. And that's why folks come from all over the state. Juniker Jewelry. Mississippi's direct diamond importer. Juniker Jewelry. 1485 Highland Colony Parkway, just south of 463 in Madison, and junikerjewelry.com. I wish there was a place where we could sample wines before we buy. There is. Colony Bistro and Wine Bar just opened right next door to Colony Wine Market in Madison. They have 32 wines by the glass, wine flights, and the food is terrific. Yes. Get your purse, sweetie. You're looking for somebody to fix your roof, right? Watkins Construction and Roofing. I know by personal experience and customer feedback, they are number one. New roof, roof repair, metal roofing, skylights, roof windows. My friends at Watkins Construction and Roofing will settle for nothing less than the most professional job in the industry. Again, it's that attention to detail that powers Watkins' continued growth. For a free estimate, call the Watkins team at 601-966-8233 or go to nomoreroofleak.com. Rogers Dab Chevrolet is a proud sponsor of Ole Miss Sports. New Chevrolets, great pre-owned vehicles, an excellent fleet department, all backed by an award-winning service department. That's Rogers Dab Chevrolet, Crossgates Brandon, or RogersDabs.com. This is the Midday Agri-Market Report. The USDA on Tuesday updated its Coronavirus Food Assistance Program, or CFAP2, aid payments to release $1 billion in aid to include contract producers for poultry and livestock, including swine producers. The USDA set an October 12th deadline for producers to apply for CFAP2 or modify existing aid applications. USDA stated the appropriations bill provided up to $1 billion for payments to contract growers of livestock and poultry for lost revenue from January 2020 through December 2020. Contract growers eligible include those who raise broilers, pullets, layers, chicken eggs, turkeys, hogs, and pig. Senators from poultry states include Senator Roger Wicker of Mississippi, who called on the USDA to release aid under CFAP2 to contract poultry producers. The American Farm Bureau Federation also had raised concerns that those farmers were being left out of early aid relief in 2020 and it sought to get aid for contract growers. I'm Dixon Williams. This is Super Talk Mississippi Agri News Network. Do you ever feel like you are in the dark? Well, with a propane generator, you'll never be in the dark again, at least when the lights go out. Enjoy the comfort and safety of knowing you have a propane generator always ready when the electricity goes out. Propane generators assure you will always have power. Propane-fueled, clean cooking, hot water on demand, warm and consistent heat and power when you need it most. Why would you choose anything else? Propane. Clean American energy. Visit MSPropane.com today. 
Your business may not be a Fortune 500 company yet. You've worked hard to grow your business to where it is today, but are the manual processes that worked when you were smaller now eating into your man hours? As an iSolve network provider, MWG Employer Services can help you save time and money by streamlining the processes of administration of your HR, payroll, time, and benefits, as well as training your personnel to efficiently manage your human capital through one platform. Want to find out more? Visit MWGEmployerServices.com. This is Ben Shapiro reminding you to listen to The Ben Shapiro Show weekday nights starting at 9 p.m. here on 97.3 Super Talk Jackson. I'm back. I told you I was coming back. This is The JT Show with Gerard Gibbert on Super Talk Mississippi. Welcome back, everyone, to JT Show, Super Talk Mississippi. Don't forget, coming up after the noon break, we've got Ken Starr. Uh, many thanks to Alex and the Super Talk content director that she is does an outstanding job, by the way, for making that happen. I believe he's down on the coast, as we talked about earlier, addressing uh, a conference, the Self-Insurers, Mississippi Association of Self-Insurers. And it should be an interesting discussion. Looking forward to that. Mike from Brandon says, Dr. Dobbs is a super intelligent person and doing the best he can do with the cards he's given. Now, I'm not sure how many hospitals there are in the state, but can you imagine being in the medical profession and seeing as many deaths as our medical professionals have seen in the past 16, 17 months? So proud of them and appreciate their dedication, their profession. Those are the ones that I feel and pray for. I I agree with you, Mike, um, in that respect. Uh, yeah, I know a lot of folks have hard jobs. Uh, that's also on the ceasefire tax line. I'm not suggesting that we don't all have hard jobs, but there are degrees of difficulty. I think that's obvious. And and you know, in my view, the more your job, the more people who are affected by the decisions you make or impacted by it, that uh, that typically dramatically enhances the degree of difficulty. And in this case, it could be a life or death. Literally, decision-making prospect. That's all I'm saying, period. So, And I don't want to belabor that anymore. I'm, I'm done with that. I, I'm not probably going to – I'm not trying to change anybody's mind. I'm just making a statement for, uh, for fodder in conversation. I do want to talk about something that's going on in the state today. That and tomorrow, and that would be hearings uh, down at the state capitol, a, a joint session that will be presided over by Senator Harkins on the Senate side and Representative Trey Lamar, who was on the program this past Monday. They are holding hearings about uh, Mississippi's uh, income tax and tax reform. You guys remember that a tax reform bill did pass through the House and was transmitted over to the Senate, didn't pass over there. And the, and the commitment by the lieutenant governor and the Senate is that they would analyze it and dig into it deeper. And and now they're conducting hearings. So I have, uh, I'm have i honored. I've, I've been requested by the speaker 
to testify. And, and again, I'm going tomorrow at 2 o'clock to do so. And I'm not representing Supertalk or TeleSouth or any organization or any company whatsoever. I am going as a, a Mississippian, as a taxpayer, as a business person, uh, just to give my thoughts, just share my thoughts. Uh, and I, as, as a lot of folks know, I, I did take a little time, put some models together to because I was curious. I you know I I didn't want to just take at face value in reading through the legislation how it might impact individuals. I, I wanted to know myself, so I put some models together that uh, uh, figured in what what it looks like today, what someone's tax situation looks like today, both from an income tax and a sales tax perspective for single and married people at various income levels and number of uh, dependents and so forth, and then compared that to what it would look like under this under this bill. That's what I did. I wanted to know. And so I'm just going to talk about that. I know the typical perception out there is, well, it's just a swap. I'm not really getting a break. I, you know, everything that I save in the way of income taxes, I'm going to have to have to pay up in the way of additional sales taxes under this legislation. And I haven't found that to be the case in any models I've produced. Uh, it is true that for retired folks whose income, retirement income, that is, if it's pension or IRA or Social Security, public or private sector pension, that those are exempt in Mississippi from income taxes. So they may realize a slight increase, but most of the actual cases where I've run the numbers, it's a hundred dollars a year, maybe two hundred dollars, maybe at, at the on the top end. And of course, this deal phases in elimination of the income tax over over ten years. And it's just my belief that we need some tools to attract business into our state to make it uh, more uh, attractive to establish and capitalize new businesses, and also to keep. Our, our talent that we're educating at our universities and spending a lot of money on. And all we're doing is subsidizing the other states because they all leave. That's just fact. That's proven. We also are aware of the fact that the census revealed that we've lost population, one of the few states that did. That's not good. We just need some tools. We need some way that we stand out to distinguish and differentiate with our neighboring states and all states. I think this is a good way to do that. I'd love to totally eliminate the income tax and not replace it or not also increase any other taxes as a somewhat offset. I'm all down for that, 100%. I just need to see some workable economic models to support and substantiate that that would function. We're going to take a break right here. we got Fox News and the Super Talk News. And when we return, Ken Starr will be in the studio. Stay with us. Home for Ole Miss Sports. WFMN Flora Jackson. Super Talk, Mississippi. Powered by your tree professionals at Baroni's Tree Pros. 601 345 8090. News. I'm Lillian Wu. The Pentagon weighs in on the vaccine order for military members, saying the goal to execute this mandatory vaccination program with the uh 
obviously skill and professionalism, which we always do, but also with a measure of compassion. Pentagon spokesman John Curry, more than 800,000 service members still haven't gotten their shots. And unvaccinated Delta Airlines employees will soon have to pay an extra 200 bucks a month for their health insurance. Chief Executive Ed Bastian says the fee is necessary because the average hospital stay for COVID-19 cost $50,000. Bastian says all employees who were hospitalized for the virus in recent weeks were not fully vaccinated. As of September 30th, it will also stop extending pay protection to unvaccinated workers who contract COVID. Fox's Ginny Cosola. America's listening to Fox News. As locals, ADS Security is committed to keeping the community safe. We're the same great company, same local office, with the same local service you've counted on for years. Visit us in Gluckstadt. ADS Security, 601-898-3105. Call today. At Fillmore Buick GMC, we strive to make buying your next vehicle easy and take care of you long after you drive off the lot. That means upfront and honest pricing, doing everything we can to make the time you spend in the dealership as short or as long as you need. It means we understand that purchasing a vehicle is more than just a transaction for you. We want you to enjoy the experience as much as we appreciate your business. Find your next Buick GMC or pre-owned vehicle at FillmoreBuickGMC.com. Fillmore Buick GMC. You drive everything we do. The best made-to-order lunch in Northeast Jackson is at 4th and Gold Sports Cafe. The wings, the chicken tenders and bites, fried or grilled, and the best specialty pizzas in the metro. Call 769-208-8283. That's 769-208-8283. 769-208-8283. I'm Kelly Bennett, and you're listening to Super Talk Mississippi News. Over a 1,000 health care workers are being deployed to 50 hospitals across Mississippi. MEMA Director Stephen McCraney says this will go a long way toward easing the stress on the state's health care system. That means about 994 hospital beds. Specifically, that's 757 med surge and 237 on the ICU side. State Health Officer Dr. Thomas Dobbs has been receiving threatening phone calls. The state's leading medical expert explained that several conspiracy theories have been making their way around the Internet, including, among others, that his son works for Dr. Fauci in Washington or that he gets a kickback for promoting COVID vaccinations. Imaginative, no doubt, but all lies, Dr. Dobbs said, and he ended the post by urging everyone to stay informed and to get vaccinated. For more information, find us online at supertalk.fm. I'm Kelly Bennett. Prevention providers such as insurance agents and doctors are necessary, but they're not free. Another is 811. By calling 811 before you dig, pull a stump, or erect a mailbox, you could be preventing a call to 911. This service is free, and free is a beautiful thing. Hello, I'm Sam Johnson from Mississippi 811. Call 811 two days before you dig, and let's have zero damages, zero injuries. What is Mississippi Farm Bureau Federation's Child Saver Program? Well, sadly, car accidents are the leading cause of death for children under five. Mississippi law requires children under the age of four to be protected by child passenger restraint devices and children under the age of seven in a booster seat. With the Child Saver Program, Farm Bureau provides members the chance to order car and booster seats at a discount. Because when Mississippi thrives, we all thrive. To learn more about the Mississippi Farm Bureau Federation, visit us online at msfb.org. 
The president will not extend the withdrawal from Afghanistan past the end of this month. Congressman Michael Gass calls this a politically motivated decision that places the lives of Americans and our Afghan allies in danger. The president should be dictating to the Taliban that we will remain in country as long as it takes to bring every American home. A CMT special celebrating the life of Mississippi native and country music icon Charlie Pride airs tonight. Tanya J. Powers with Fox has more. You've got to kiss an angel good morning. The hour and a half long program features Pride's friends, which are some of the biggest names in music like Alan Jackson, Garth Brooks, Winona, Gladys Knight, and more. His wife also makes an appearance in the special and all share personal stories about Pride, who passed away in December at age 86. I'm Kelly Bennett. This is Jake Mangum for Mississippi Farm Bureau Insurance. One of the most underrated attributes in baseball is determination. It's one thing to want to do something and another altogether to get it done. That's why I love the team at Farm Bureau. They get the job done every single time. If you aren't already on the team, it's time to join Farm Bureau. Visit FabRates.com for great rates on home and auto insurance. Or find a local agent at MSFDINS.com. Farm Bureau Insurance. Go with the home team. With a historical barrier gone and a new state flag flying, it's the dawn of a new day and new opportunity for Mississippi. The Mississippi Economic Council has identified three areas vital for shaping our future. Bolstering education and workforce development, enhancing our business climate, and keeping and attracting the best and brightest talent to build a stronger, more competitive state. Thanks to a sponsorship from Blue Cross and Blue Shield of Mississippi, MEC will be meeting with leaders across the state to develop a plan for securing our future. For more, visit MEC. To all the folks in the Capital City metro area, love to have you join me tomorrow morning, 6 to 9, Gallo Show. We'll start your day the informed way. Super Talk Mississippi 97.3. And now, the moment you've all been waiting for. Welcome to Real Talk for Real Mississippians. Informed, engaging, and always brutally honest. Welcome to the JT Show with Gerard Gibbert on Super Talk Mississippi, the Super Talk app, and at supertalk.fm. And now, here's Gerard Gibbert. Welcome back, everyone, to JT Show, Super Talk Mississippi. Joining us now in the studio, we're very honored and pleased to have Mr. Ken Starr. He is presently of counsel with the Lanier Law Firm, former judge, former U.S. Solicitor General. Uh, Mr. Starr, it's such an honor and a pleasure to have you here today. Thank you. So good to be with you. It's good to be back on Super Talk after a couple of years. Well, it, again, it is a truly an honor, sir. Your your career is quite distinguished, and you are quite an accomplished uh, American. And uh, this country, I would say, is proud of you in that regard. I know you've Thank been. You. Yes, sir. You've been focused uh, somewhat on uh, what you're terming as a crisis, and that's uh, religious liberty in this country. And you and I were just talking off the air. It's it's like the pandemic has kind of brought this into even more uh, perspective. It really did, and it was what prompted me to write the book. That is, with the pandemic in March of last year, uh, a number of governors uh, issued orders that really stopped worship services or severely 
limited worship services, and this was truly a first in American history. And they did so in ways, some of the governors, obviously not all or even a majority, but in some of the largest uh, states in ways that really severely uh, hampered the ability of people of faith to gather together to assemble, even though they were willing to abide by all of the protocols in place, masking requirements, social distancing, and others. And the extreme case came out of Nevada when the governor there permitted essentially casinos to operate at half capacity, which could be literally many hundreds (laughs) of people, but places of worship, no matter how large the sanctuary or auditorium, the place of worship... We're limited to 50, 5 and you just said, you know, this isn't right. So this was the occasion when I said, we need a book that talks about our history and tradition of religious liberty in our country, which goes back to the founding. It's firmly rooted in our Constitution, and that will be available to everyone, accessible to everyone. I like to, as a grandparent, I like to envision grandparents reading to their grandchildren, or obviously parents to their children. But I wrote in such a way that high school students, and maybe even some middle school students, can read and understand they don't have to worry about, oh, I don't think I went to law school. Not to worry. This is for Americans. This is for Americans who love our culture of freedom and want to learn more about it. When you hear the example, uh, Mr. Starr, about uh, Nevada in, in that case, the inconsistent application there. Well, the casino, these are the rules, and the church, these are the rules. Do you feel that that is intentional? Is it is it an intentional targeting and uh, inequitable treatment of a religious institution? Is, is there some intent there? It's um, you know, judge not that you be not judged, but it's hard <laughs> to understand. Um, so it's a f- natural inference to draw that there must be something that is saying essentially, and many uh, governors did, worship and the gathering together of people of faith, whatever their faith is, is simply not essential. Think of that. That is not essential. So, yes, going to the hardware stores, obviously the grocery store and so forth, these are essential activities. But so is the gathering together of people who want to gather together, again, abiding by the protocols. That's one of the key things. They weren't saying we do not intend to wear masks or whatever the order might be. And that was what struck me as being so extraordinary. So... Let's just take what they did, the governors did, and then let's compare that then to the great and fundamental principles of American liberty. That's what I'm trying to do in the book. Yeah. It's hard to believe that uh, here so many years after our founding, which to a great extent was based on religious liberty, they were having to have this fight, it seems like, in the public square. Yes, it looks as if we've not progressed uh, in time. Uh, to the founding generation, religious liberty was really at the forefront. Even before in the First Amendment you get to freedom of speech and freedom of the press, you come to religious freedom, including something which is really under pressure these days, and that is the ability of individuals to follow the dictates of their conscience, you know, within reason, but to be able to say, no, I cannot, in fact, accede to that practice or that law, that regulation. And historically, we've protected that, but we're moving away from it. Here's the good news. The Supreme Court of the United States has rallied, including very recently, in favor of these religious liberties, including freedom of conscience, and they're doing so 
they being the justices, unanimously. Hmm. That's a source of great comfort. Hmm. And I talk about it in the book, that even though the culture may be shifting ground, the Supreme Court remains a great friend of religious liberty. It has nothing to do with their personal views. It has everything to do with our Constitution and the Bill of Rights. That's good to know, because they're obviously liberal justices presently on the court. And and most of uh, what what appears to be these these kind of targeted inequities at at religious institutions are coming from left states, uh, Democrat governors and and Democrat leaders, et cetera. So that's that's actually comforting to know that when it comes to the Supreme Court, even those that would be considered on the left side of the aisle. Uh, find that that uh, this is a problem, <laughs> and they are upholding our constitutional framework. Exactly, in, in a highly polarized environment, yeah. we they are finding common ground where they can unanimously, in controversial situations, not easy situations, say we are striking a blow in favor of religious liberty. Yeah. That's what the book hopes to convey. Where it gets, I guess, complicated is uh, when you start to integrate that into the private. Um, business settings, private sector, when you've got uh, certain business owners or business managers that uh, make certain decisions and take certain action in their operation of their business based on their religious beliefs, and that's considered uh, trampling on others' rights. How do we deal with that? How do we reconcile well, that? And that's a very important uh, issue, and happily, once again, the Supreme Court has spoken to it in the case a few years ago called Hobby Lobby. We yeah. all know what Hobby Lobby is. And there, the court upheld the right of this conscientious family, the Green family of Oklahoma City, to follow the dictates of their conscience with respect to providing certain kinds or refusing to provide certain kinds of contraceptives. They said these three we will provide as required by the government. We will re- we will follow and the government's dictate with respect to 18 of these methods, but three of them we view as taking of uh, innocent life. Yeah. That's our view. Not everybody's going to agree with it, but welcome to America where people have different views. So are <laughs> we going to accommodate that view? And the Supreme Court upheld the right of that family in a for-profit, family-owned enterprise to, in fact, live out their religious liberty. Now, of course, many uh, companies are publicly held, and that makes it much more complicated, a governing board, a CEO, and so forth. But at least for family-held enterprises, the Supreme Court, once again, has struck the blow in favor of religious freedom. It it also, uh, I guess, makes me think about the Little Sisters of the poor, I believe, right? I mean, a not-for-profit entity that had the same issue. Yes, exactly. Trying their best to live out their faith and following the dictates of their order's uh, conscience. And there again, the Supreme Court has been very solicitous, very supportive of the religious liberty of these groups, including, and if we have time to talk about it, maybe the next segment, a case involving the city of Philadelphia and Catholic social services. Huge win for religious liberty, and once again, unanimously. Wow. So uh, we got just a couple minutes in this segment. How can we protect our faith, just the average citizen out here? What can we do to keep our religious liberties intact? 
one of the basic things is education. Education is so formational. Indeed, let me quote, uh, it's very short, from the Northwest Ordinance of 1787, reenacted by the First Congress in 1789, religion, morality, and knowledge being necessary to good government and Mm. the happiness of mankind. Mm. Schools and the means of education shall forever be encouraged. So we know education is empowering, it's transformational. I think, and this is what the book is designed to do, so we can educate ourselves, doesn't matter how old you are, about our culture of freedom. We educate ourselves, we inform ourselves, so we can be intelligent citizens in the marketplace of ideas. Hmm. It, it just seems like that when government gets busy and they start making laws and they start making rules and regulations and policies, it always kind of has these unintended consequences, as they are referred to, where, well, we didn't really think about that, so right. to speak. We're going to talk yeah. about that in the next segment. If, if you respond, we'd appreciate it. Very good. Thank you. we got Mr. Ken Starr in the studio. Stay with us. The JT Show. We'll be right back. Seafood Outlet. Five-pound large Gulf Shrimp Special, $29.95. Gulf Seafood Outlet. Seeing is believing with up to 14 types of saltwater fillets. Gulf Seafood Outlet. Highway 51 in Ridgeland, just past Lake Harbor Drive, 601-790-9407. COVID-19 has had a profound effect on the workplace. As organizations adapt, R.J. Young is here to help. We provide key technology solutions to power your business, like temperature kiosks, smart security systems, backfile scanning, managed IT services, digital lockers, and more. R.J. Young will help you to ensure safety and productivity in the workplace. To learn more, visit rjyoung.com slash COVID. Lee Temple, customer, Clark's Construction. We had a complete bathroom renovation all the way from the tile floor to countertops and everything that goes with uh, with a bathroom. We checked with other folks to see how they had worked with Jerry, and we always got some uh, some good reviews. Never did get one that was uh, that was not good, and you know the trust issue was was not an issue with Jerry. So I'd say he's a five star for a construction company you can trust. Call Clark's Construction at 601-214-9463. Hey, this is Bob, and if you're like me, you like dealing with local people. Majestic Metals was founded in Mississippi in 1954 and are headquartered right in Gluckstadt. For complete metal building systems and steel roofing and siding, call the hometown folks. Majestic Metals, 800-647-8540 or online at MajesticMetalsINC.com. Employers, are you looking for new employees, spending hours searching recruitment sites? For over 50 years, service specialists have been connecting hard-to-find qualified candidates for employers. Has COVID-19 changed your staffing needs? We have candidates for all of your clerical, administrative, manufacturing, and industrial needs. Call us at 601-898-1085. Service specialists, the expert recruiters, helping employers and job candidates connect since 1967. Now with offices in Ridgeland, Canton, and Oxford. 
Pediatric care is more than treating a child when they are sick. It is a health care journey from infancy to adolescence. Dr. Katherine Philippi, pediatrician at Trust Care Kids in Madison. We build lasting relationships with parents based on trust. From pediatric primary care and well child checkups to after hours visits, our specialists provide quality care, usually within an hour, so that your child will feel better faster. To schedule an appointment, visit TrustCareHealth.com and click Trust Care Kids. Trust Care. Feel better, faster. Since 1871, Gaddis McLaurin Mercantile in downtown Bolton has been providing everything you need. Everything for your house, fencing, plumbing, flowers, lumber. Everything for your animals, dogs, cats, birds, chickens, cows, horses. And everything for your patio and yard. Bayou Classic Cookers, Wind Chimes, Orca and Pelican Coolers, along with Surrender Fire Ant Killer. We have most everything. 150 years of serving the community, family owned and operated, Gaddis McLaurin Mercantile, downtown Bolton since 1871. We'll see you soon. Here with a special invitation to join us weekday morning, 6 to 9. Breaking news, quick shots, analysis, all right here on Super Talk Jackson 97.3. The switches are thrown. The signals are given. This is the JT Show with Gerard Gibbert on Super Talk Mississippi. Welcome back, everyone, to JT Show, Super Talk Mississippi. Ken Starr is our guest in the studio talking about religious liberty and uh, his book, Religious Liberty in Crisis, Exercising Your Faith in an Age of Uncertainty. So, Mr. Starr, we were just talking about how often government, sometimes with good intentions, uh, and it's not just religious liberty, but uh, anytime you have something that is so foundational like this, it, it uh, is a, a, a high priority sort of item and, and a high-profile item that we need to be concerned about, which is they make laws and they make regulations and they make rules and so forth that they think are helping one group, but at the same time they're encroaching on another, or certainly from a rights perspective. That seems fairly uh, appropriate for this subject matter. It certainly is. Uh, in fact, your suggestion uh, of unintended consequences uh, puts me in mind, and I discuss this in the book, of school boards, uh, and we've litigated this issue. Once again, the Supreme Court of the United States has rallied to the side of religious freedom. But here's a specific human example. A high school sophomore named Bridget Mergens wanted to start a Bible study club in her large public high school. And the school board said no, all the school authorities, and said no, if we allow you to do that, we would be violating the Establishment Clause that you should not hmm. be promoting religious activity, etc., as a school. Uh, and this case went all the way to the Supreme Court of the United States, and the Supreme Court upheld her right to have her Bible study club. The school board had forgotten religious freedom is the baseline. Now, you cannot have school teachers in the public schools system trying to proselytize. We all understand that. There there are limits. But when we're talking about a truly voluntary act of religious liberty, then let's protect that. And the school board just completely, and the school officials along the way, completely forgot that. And <laughs> what I hope that my book will do is help 
educate, overcome some of these, whether they are prejudices or whether it's ignorance, whatever the source is of the refusal to permit freedom to flourish, we have a sweet land of liberty. And if you're not allowing freedom to flourish, if you're saying, no, we're going to cancel you out, then there's a real serious issue. And I hope that this book will provide an avenue for people to educate themselves and be able to converse in the marketplace, going to the school board and saying, wait a second, I'm not a lawyer, but here's what uh, I understand to be one of the principles of religious freedom that binds us all together. Yeah, I mean, it's, it seems to me like just common sense. It, it's not compulsory. You're not requiring students to join these groups, and you're not conducting uh, and endorsing these groups necessarily. You're just giving them the freedom to organize, associate, assemble, and use their own resources, and maybe meet in a classroom every now and then or something. I'm glad you use terms like assemble and associate <laughs> because – uh, I don't know where you went to law school, but you learned very, very quickly. Not a lawyer. <laughs> <laughs> but you're a citizen, and you're yes. an informed citizen, and that's what this book is designed to do. Uh, in fact, let me mention a case that the Supreme Court just decided three months ago unanimously, and they talked about the free exercise of religion of Catholic Social Services of Philadelphia, which was unwilling to place foster children in the homes of non-traditional families. So it was really part of the culture. Wars and Philadelphia said, You're going to lose, and we hereby de license you, so you're out of business. Even though Catholic Social Services had been providing these kinds of services to the children, the precious, needy children of Philadelphia, for well over a century, the Supreme Court of the United States unanimously upheld the right of Catholic Social Services to follow the dictates of its conscience as a free exercise of religion. And then one of the things that the court made very clear is Catholic Social Services is not trying to impose its religious views on anyone. Right. That was your point. Right. About these precious children in schools trying to form their Bible study clubs and so forth. And again, if everyone stops yelling at one another and just says, you know, freedom really is the baseline. So how can we be most promotive of freedom because that promotes human dignity, that promotes community? Right. So we also, I guess, have to think about what's going on in Afghanistan. I mean, to a great extent, what's happening there is rooted in religion. Exactly Uh, right. And and I've seen reports from, from American Christians uh, even Jews in the country that uh, and other faiths, it doesn't really matter. If they're not strictly adhering to the wishes of the Taliban from a religious perspective, their very lives are at stake. It's a terrible tragedy. And one of the cruel ironies is that after World War II and what happened in Europe, especially under, uh, under the Hitler's terrible regime, is that the world came together, led by, among others, Eleanor Roosevelt, and they fashioned the Universal Declaration of Human Rights. And one of those provisions, Article 18, lifts up the idea of religious liberty for all persons. It's a fundamental part of humanity and human dignity. And that's what's at stake in the unfolding tragedy and disaster of Afghanistan, targeting minority faiths and persecuting them and indeed even martyring these terribly uh, endangered individuals from different communities of faith. I know you talk about uh, a chapter, at least in the book, talking about cancel culture. And, and one of the things that I think uh, has, has really 
come into focus given this Afghanistan debacle. We've talked about it here on on the program this week. Is that to a great extent we're spoiled when you look at Afghanistan. Yet we have, and, and what I mean by that is, while we certainly have to be vigilant, as you explain in the book, in protecting our freedoms, and we've we've got to hold our leaders accountable to make sure we do that. The fact is, what we deem to be uh, problematic, certainly by many on the left who are constantly criticizing this country, uh, demeaning it, degrading it, and referring to it as unfair and and systemically this, that, and the other, and, and persecutory in nature. And then you look at what's happening in Afghanistan, and you see the, the stark contrast. What are they thinking? Well, we have many blessings of liberty. That's the way the founding generation put it in the beautifully crafted preamble to the Constitution, to secure the blessings of liberty to ourselves and to our posterity. And that is exactly right. The founding generation wanted liberty. I keep coming back to this fundamental point. Liberty is the baseline, not canceling people out because you disagree with them. And so that is so unconstitutional, or at least anti-constitutional, if people do it as in their individual capacities, that you don't say it's unconstitutional. It's just wrong, right, to say, I don't want to hear your voice, your voice is dangerous, and so forth. That's not who we are, and I talk about that in the book and hopefully provide a tool that will be useful to people in the marketplace of ideas before school boards and the like to please, let's honor the great tradition of freedom in our country. Isn't it possible, though, that one can have a balance of, of opinion and thought that, yeah, we've, we've always got challenges, and we've got to constantly work on those challenges to, to form a more perfect union. That was the idea. That's what launched it. But we've also got to take stock of, of what we've achieved and, and recognize that as well. Yes, and I think thoughtful voices are increasingly recognizing that. And I'll just say one thing. I was so thankful during brief point during the Olympics that the athletes from the United States really celebrated our country uh, as opposed to denigrating it. Of course, we need to do better. And one of the voices from the past that calls us to do exactly what you're calling uh, on on everyone to do now is that of Frederick Douglass, who lived in slavery, yeah. and yet he saw the goodness of America and America's institutions. Yeah, and we've got to at least recognize that. The problem I have is we, we, we seem to be on this trek to tear down lots of those institutions and, and eliminate that which made this country uh, so great. And that's why we have to educate ourselves, to inform ourselves about what these institutions are all about, what the principles of liberty are all about. And I do hope that this book will be a tool that's useful for grandparents to share with their grandchildren and parents, but also I've written this in such a way that I hope high school students themselves, perhaps before they go off to college, uh, will and the seniors this year and this academic year will read the book and profit from it and learn about America and in the sweet land of liberty. What what would you want readers to take away from the book? Is there there are key points? 
that we do have a culture of freedom and that the Supreme Court is our friend and frequently rules unanimously in favor of religious liberty, even in very difficult circumstances and, constitu- and constitutionally challenging circumstances. So to, so agree. Where can we find the book and uh, learn more about your work? Wherever books are sold, including it is available by audio. You can listen to the book. That's awesome. <laughs> Mr. Starr, it's been an honor and a pleasure, sir, having you in today. Appreciate it. Thank you. It's a great pleasure to be here. We'll be back with more talk here on the JT Show. Stay with us. From the SeabrookPaint.com Weather Center, I'm Bob Sullender. For all your paint and coating needs, go to SeabrookPaint.com. Today, a 40% chance of showers, sunny and hot, high near 97. Tonight, mostly clear, low around 74. A 60% chance of rain for your Thursday, mostly sunny, high near 92. And finally, Friday, 30% chance of rain, sunny skies, high near 93. This weather forecast has been brought to you by our friends at RJ's Outboard Sales and Service at 1208 Old Fannin Road. RJ's Outboard Sales and Service, your Yamaha outboard dealer in Brandon. Selling your vehicle? We'll buy it. Need to put it on our lot? We'll consign it. Just need a new ride for the new you? We'll trade it. Pinnacle Motors needs you and your vehicle. Steve Owen and the friendly staff of Pinnacle Motors is buying, consigning, and trading quality pre-owned cars, trucks, and SUVs at the corner of Highway 471 at Baker Lane and Vine Street in Brandon and online at PinnacleMotorsLLC.com. That's PinnacleMotorsLLC.com. Pinnacle Motors needs you and your vehicle. Quality vehicles. Affordable prices. Pinnacle Motors. Research shows moving is one of life's most stressful events, but thanks to Two Men in a Truck Ridgeland, it doesn't have to be. We have everything you need, a professional team who will customize your move, a schedule to fit your convenience Monday through Saturday, and all of the necessary moving supplies, including free padding and stretch wrap to protect your belongings. Don't stress. Let Two Men in a Truck handle your home or business moving needs. Visit twomenandatruck.com for a free, no-obligation estimate. It's O-Rewards Member Appreciation Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts, where you can earn double, triple, even up to five times O-Rewards points on select purchases. Get bonus points on more than 200 items throughout the store, like wiper blades, fuel system cleaners, motor oil, and more. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit OReillyAuto.com. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. If you or someone you know suffers from dizziness or imbalance, Physical of Jackson, spelled F-Y-Z-I-C-A-L, can help improve your balance and decrease your chances of falling. Susan Geiger and her team of specialized therapists are as unique as their name, providing a personalized approach to therapy and cutting-edge equipment. Physical, F-Y-Z-I-C-A-L, spelled different because we are different. Call today for your appointment, 601-487-2260. 
For a flipping good time, come down to Cock of the Walk. Celebrating our 40th anniversary at Cock of the Walk. Voted the best catfish in Mississippi with our grilled or fried catfish along with greens, coleslaw, and a skillet of our homemade cornbread. With locations on the Reservoir, Pocahontas, and one mile from the Grand Ole Opry in Nashville, Tennessee. Catfish, hush puppies, and fried dill pickles. For a flipping good time, come down to Cock of the Walk. I like chicken. I like fish. I like hush puppies. I love it. Catfish is excellent. For a flipping good time, come down to Cock of the Walk. I'm Kelly Bennett, and you're listening to Super Talk Mississippi News. Over a 1,000 health care workers are being deployed to 50 hospitals across Mississippi. MEMA Director Stephen McCraney says this will go a long way toward easing the stress on the state's health care system. That means about 994 hospital beds. Specifically, that's 757 med surge and 237 on the ICU side. State Health Officer Dr. Thomas Dobbs has been receiving threatening phone calls. The state's leading medical expert explained that several conspiracy theories had been making their way around the Internet, including, among others, that his son works for Dr. Fauci in Washington or that he gets a kickback for promoting COVID vaccinations. Imaginative, no doubt, but all lies, Dr. Dobbs said, and he ended the post by urging everyone to stay informed and to get vaccinated. For more information, find us online at supertalk.fm. I'm Kelly Bennett. Hey, it's Richard Cross. Join us every weekday for the College Football Fix, driven by Ford. The all-new 2021 Ford F-150 is here with available interior work surface for putting in work. Standard sync Ford technology plus a huge 12-inch touchscreen and pro-power onboard outlets for all kinds of jobs. Not only is the all-new 2021 Ford F-150 tough, it's smart. Built Ford proud. Built Ford tough. See a Ford dealer near you for details. And don't miss the College Football Fix, driven by Ford. I just love sports, and I especially love my sport, Brian. Brian is my superhero on the weekends because he is a barbecue grill master. That boy knows how to heat up some charcoal. Woo! We just love it when we smell that delicious Polk smoked sausage on the grill. Whether it's Polk's original smoked with a hint of sage, Polk's Cajun with a kick of Cajun seasoning, or Polk's garlic and green onion with, well, garlic and green onions. Tell your sport you want Polk's on his grill. No buts about it, folks. Picky people pick Polk's. Whether you're a rebel, a bulldog, a golden eagle, or just a sports fan, Super Talk Mississippi has got a podcast for you. For you. Sports Talk Mississippi, The Rebel Report, Thunder and Lightning, The Super Talk Eagle Hour are all now available for you. And it's all free. Free. Get them all on demand at supertalk.fm and on your smartphone. Just search for Super Talk on iTunes, Google Play, or anywhere you listen to podcasts. You're hearing the JT Show with Gerard Gibbert. Now, on to the real part. Dino Mike! On Super Talk Mississippi. Welcome back, everyone. Uh, the JT Show, Super Talk Mississippi. Gerard and Rhino in the studio on this hump day. That was uh, awesome. That was quite an honor to have uh, Mr. Starr here in Mississippi in the Super Talk studios. And, and uh, thanks to him. I did some digging last night about his book. Looks like that's uh, one I'm going to have to read. But, you know, we talk 
offline a little bit about how so much of this uh, infringement on our religious rights it's it's pernicious it's it's veiled it's um, not I guess readily visible and it does seem like as we discussed off the air that it's kind of divided along party lines it's it's like you're automatically assumed to be you know, uh, a right-wing insurrectionist, white supremacist to a great extent. If you're, if religion is a big part and your faith is a big part of your life, you're, that's the association, that's the profile, that's the stereotyping coming from the left. And it's almost as if they, they intentionally dismiss and abandon. And again, I'm generalizing. I'm not talking about everybody. Uh, I'm just generalizing, and, and it appears that way, certainly from from government. If you look at, the, as we talked, as we discussed, the, the Democrat governors and Democrat city leaders and and uh, at other levels of government, they just seem to, religion's not important to them. Faith is not important to them. God doesn't seem to be important to them. And they kind of write that off and write people off that do feel the importance of faith in God and in their lives is is just fringes, you know, right-wing fringe nuts. Where did that come from? How did we get to that point? It's just, an, I think, further evidence of the bifurcation uh, um, along so many just cultural aspects and policy matters, something we've discussed at length. It's voting rights. It's crime. Immigration? No, there's no problem. It's critical race theory and cancel culture. All that just seems to be indigenous to the left. Um, and and on the right, the pandemic I think has highlighted that to a great extent. You know, the left-leaning states and municipalities are just more, far more restrictive, and than the right. It's, there's a, a contention there, big-time contention. I mean, this Oregon governor with the outdoor mask mandates, am I missing something? Has that not been pretty much proven almost unequivocally that the spread of the virus is virtually impossible outdoors? Yeah, it just doesn't happen outside. Uh, so you have to be in exceedingly close contact with someone that is positive and shedding it for you to even have a chance for a fairly lengthy period of time. Right, can just be a, a uh, incidental, occasional contact. So I don't know if you saw our order, but it's like th- there's these exceptions. Like if you're just passing somebody on the street or some garbage like that, you don't have to have your mask on, but. Just think about the gap in policy, uh, the way the parties have kind of fallen out. I I will say this, uh, something that's worth discussing, is recent polls. I mean, like, as recent as over the last few days, uh, USA Today, I mean, hardly uh, a right-wing conservative publication, but uh, they usually combine, I believe, with Suffolk, Suffolk University, when they conduct polls. And he's underwater. 
Yeah, USA Suffolk University poll, three of four predict the Taliban-led country will once again become a haven for terrorists targeting the United States. Three of four, 75 percent. So that obviously transcends party lines. Well, it just seems kind of common sense. Duh, of course. It's what they want. His overall job approval rating, talking about the president, now stands at 41% who approve versus 55% who disapprove. Now, again, that's from this USA Today Suffolk University poll. Some of the left-leaning polling organizations having slightly higher. But I think in every poll of late, he's below 50%. Yeah, I'm looking at a poll done. It's got 92,413 responses from registered voters. Fifty uh, percent disapprove of Joe Biden. Joe Biden's handling as his job of president. Forty-two approve, or forty-two percent approve, and eight percent neither approve nor disapprove. Yeah, and this I think is what is uh, a bit of a, a troublesome harbinger for the Democrats is that only thirty-two percent of independents in this poll says being doing a good job. Not surprising, 87% of Democrats are totally on board. But 32% of independents say nope. And this was taken, by the way, last Thursday through this past Monday, and that's when the headlines were dominated by the situation in Afghanistan. I just don't think that's going away. And, you know, one of the – you could argue one of the – one of the um, – uh, benefits, one of the political tools with uh, this ubiquity of digitization and capturing of everything on video is that it's fairly indelible. It's it's uh, It might be sort of passing as an item, as an issue, but from a political perspective, those images are pretty powerful. Uh, I, can't help but think about Ronald Reagan running, uh, you know, on on the hostage situation in Iran, and it just was maddening to see Americans being held hostage with these face masks, bandanas, etc., on their eyes and held up like trophies uh, in Iran, and that was used pretty effectively in his campaign. But good grief! Think of all of what you have now. I think even Trump produced, if I'm not mistaken, a montage on that a couple of days ago. I don't know if it was for his particular political aspirations or just taking shots at Biden. Could be both. Biden, well, at the end of it, it doesn't have Team Trump or yeah. or Trump Pence or it just says Save America. Yeah. Okay. Because that's what he's how he's. Uh, Labeling his rallies, right? Save America rally, the one he just had in Alabama. Biden's decision to pull out troops was backed by most Americans. I'm in that camp. This is another situation, right, where things can can coexist. You, you can be supportive of some orderly withdrawal, but at the same time oppose this lack of well-planned methodology sequencing that we saw unfold. You can be supportive of some gradual, methodical, well-conceived, risk-assessed withdrawal, but oppose this nonsense that we saw, this 
desperation. These, I mean, it was deadly at the end of the day. So it's a, it's a problem for the Democrats. So what does he do? Comes the way out I, saw it, I saw an analogy that was relating it to college students. Yeah. And they said, Biden's withdrawal from Afghanistan is the same as sending all but one of your bartenders home an hour before last call. That's a good, that is a great analogy, actually. <laughs> oh, my gosh. What would happen there? Riots. <laughs> Golly. One good victory, I would say, on the policy front with respect to immigration and the chaos at the southern border is that the Supreme Court ordered yesterday that Biden must reinstate Trump's remain in Mexico policy. That's a big win. Now, of course, they are going to challenge that, the White House is, the, the Biden administration. The, the liberal justices on the court, Sonia Sotomayor, Elena Kagan, and Stephen Breyer, who the left is calling for, to resign, right? They dissented. Not surprising there. But it states that the Biden administration acted in an arbitrary and capricious manner. That's some of that legal terminology, you know. (laughs) When the Migrant Protection Protocols, MPP, the acronym for that, when that was rescinded. Well, duh. I mean... (sighs) It's amazing how the situation in Afghanistan, which is now dominating the news cycle, is taking our eye off of the cat. He's got so many problems on so many fronts. And what does he choose to do? Ignore all of that and come out and take a victory lap over raising taxes and expanding welfare. That's what he did. It's just incredible. I promised I'd get to the CVS woke insurance. We're going to do that when we come back. Final segment when we return on the JT Show. Are you having sewer and drain problems? Call the experts, Roto-Rooter. Since 1934, Roto-Rooter Plumbing has been fixing small home disasters. Mention this ad for $25 off any service. Call Roto-Rooter, 601-353-3333. That's 601-353-3333. Call Roto-Rooter, that's the name. And a winkle troubles down the drain. Roto-Rooter. If you work in the manufacturing world, Ace Bolt and Screw would like the opportunity to earn your business. Ace Bolt and Screw has been Mississippi family owned and operated for more than 50 years. They specialize in vendor managed inventory and they're ISO certified. Ace Bolt and Screw services and delivers fasteners for small, medium, and large scale industrial operations across the country. Visit acebolt.net to learn more or call 601-355-3448. Discover vendor managed inventory by Ace Bolt and Screw today. 
Watkins Construction and Roofing. They are the premier company to count on. I know that by personal experience and customer satisfaction and a professional team with the experience of a NASCAR pit crew. Plus, state-of-the-art equipment from start to finish. It also includes the respect for your home or business with a meticulous cleanup when the job is done. For a free estimate, call the Watkins team, 601-966-8233 or go to nomoreroofleak.com, nomoreroofleak.com. This is Brent Calloway. Since 1954, Calloway's has been family-owned and operated. Located in Gludstadt, just south of Germantown High, Calloway's has everything you need to make your yard and garden beautiful. Calloway's has just received a large shipment of ceramic pots. All sizes, all colors, all 40% off, no exclusions. Our farmer's market is full of fresh fruits, vegetables, local honey, jellies, and jams, and the best tomatoes in town. Callaway's has farm fresh produce seven days a week. Callaway's has special pricing on outdoor patio furniture and the largest selection in the South, period. We offer bulk soils for the do-it-yourself project. Callaway's offers landscaping. Designers Clinton Streeter and Corey Castle can design and install your landscape from a small job to total transformations. Just give us a call to discuss your landscaping needs. Visit Callaway's in Gludstadt on Calhoun Station Parkway south of Germantown High. Callaway's is... At Fillmore Buick GMC, we strive to make buying your next vehicle easy and take care of you long after you drive off the lot. That means upfront and honest pricing, doing everything we can to make the time you spend in the dealership as short or as long as you need. It means we understand that purchasing a vehicle is more than just a transaction for you. We want you to enjoy the experience as much as we appreciate your business. Find your next Buick GMC or pre-owned vehicle at FillmoreBuickGMC.com. Fillmore Buick GMC. You drive everything we do. Get ready for the Mighty Roots Music Festival, October 1st and 2nd on historic Stovall Farms in Clarksdale, Mississippi, presented by Wade Incorporated. Musical appearances by Deer Tick, Keller Williams, Mystic Bowie's Talking Dreads, Radney Foster, and more. Campsites available, food trucks, vendors, and late-night music till 2 a.m. For tickets and more information, MightyRootsMusicFestival.com. Sponsored by Visit Mississippi and Visit Clarksdale. Come on and make your plans to spend the weekend with us at Mighty Roots Music Festival. Bad internet is bad for business. We've all been there. Lagging video chats. Slow downloads. Oh, come on. It's just not a good look. Instead, call Ceasefire Business. Our local experts deliver gigabit speeds backed by thousands of miles of fiber for the fastest, most reliable internet around. Period. No excuses, no apologies. Just fiber-fast internet that works. Ceasefire Business. See how our fiber solutions can help power your success at ceasefirebusiness.com. Arm yourself with everything you need to take on your day. Wake up with Gallo tomorrow on 97.3 FM, Super Talk Mississippi. Let's hear it. Let's hear it. Now, 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 back to the JT Show with Gerard Gibbert and Rhino on Super Talk Mississippi. Mississippi. In case you're you're fretting over the incompetence of our president, have no fear. Kamala is here. This is what she said over in uh, meeting with some Asian Pacific Rim leaders yesterday. Yeah, she was supposed to give a major foreign policy speech in Singapore, and this is what she had to say. The stories that we are now hearing about 
um, the caution that if you want to have Christmas toys for your children, it might now be, might be the time to start buying them because the delay may be many, many months. So across the board, um, people are experiencing the issue. And of course, the climate crisis is fueling um, a lot of this. When we look at the stronger typhoons that have disrupted shipping lanes, and uh, sea level rise, which has a, threatens uh, port infrastructure, as an example. Um, so these are the many issues that are that are causing these disruptions. She has no idea what a shipping lane is. Guarantee you, she has zero authority to talk about something like that. And I'm so sick. Did she of- just try to cancel Christmas for climate change? <laughs> All she did was cause all the minions to make a run on all the toys in August. That's what happened. And you know what she did in in doing so? Made all those greedy corporations richer. And the billionaires are so stupid about that stuff. Ah, well, (laughs) Afghanistan is ablaze. The border is chaotic, crime is sweeping this country, the pandemic is rearing its ugly head again, coronavirus, and she's telling people about climate change affecting delivery of toys, shipping lanes, sea levels. It's incredible. As long as the left continues to attribute every single human problem to systemic racism And climate change, you're just phony. You're frauds. You got no chance of ever gaining any credibility in my book. You do not understand. Uh, Vice President Root Cause, the root cause of the toy shortage is climate change. That is just beyond frustrating. I need to remind you that Sports Talk Mississippi will be at uh, the Wesson campus uh, of Colin Community College on Friday for the King's Daughters Medical Center kickoff classic to celebrate the start of high school football here in Mississippi. Hard to believe it's here. The start of high school football in Mississippi, it's the most wonderful time of the year. And, of course, we're broadcasting lots of games across the network. Uh, our channels in the Super Talk Network are likely to have a high school game you want to tune into. That all gets kicked off uh, this Friday. All right, CVS, <laughs> their woke insurance, they're holding a conscious inclusion workshop. Did they ever stop killing all those trees with those mile-long receipts? <laughs> no, that's the longest receipt. <laughs> I agree. There's uh, Greenpeace to get on their butts about that. <laughs> well... They are they are teaching and requiring their employees to go through training to teach them skills that include identification of their unconscious bias in their day-to-day interactions and experiences. You've got to demonstrate bravery, they're calling on their employees, to demonstrate bravery by speaking up and having difficult conversations when observing non-inclusive behaviors. What is that? And commit to holding yourself and your colleagues accountable to consistently embrace diversity of all kinds and take swift action against non-inclusive behaviors. Mr. Joseph Good, hope I didn't offend him by calling him Mr. 
He's the senior director at CBS for corporate communications. He told the Business Channel, quote, The workshop was announced in July 2020 as part of our nearly $600 million commitment to address racial inequity. Pay no attention to those those pharmaceutical products and other sundries you might buy in a CVS. They're going to a good purpose, the, the increase in those prices. He How much are they spending? $600 million. He added that our stated goal is 100% employee participation. However, he couldn't explain. They really explain. are going to go woke, go broke. Last year they made, in profit, yeah. $268 billion. <laughs> That's pathetic for an organization that size. They're spending double their yearly profits on this nonsense. So one of the employees said, you know, I, I was brought up to judge people in their actions, not their skin color or anything else, the employee said. I've tried hard not to throw people into categories and then treat them as the worst in said category. Just as someone unfairly judged should be incensed about that judgment, I'm mad about the assumption being made that I judge people just based on looks or where they're from. Good for you! How much you want to bet this diversity, whatever the hell he is, inclusion officer, senior director for corporate communications, but they also have somebody that is an include. How much you want to bet they make about seven figures a year doing this garbage? Ugh. We're going to be back in the studio tomorrow. We'll hash it out again, Rhino and I will, with you participating. Stay safe. God bless everyone. Super Talk Mississippi Media Production.